Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself Pete here with Senor Dixon from the island of Puerto Rico. Hi, my boy. And on us, on with us, I should say, is got a good friend of the show, somebody that I got to meet in real person in Houston at the GT, uh, Mr. John Moser. Is it Moser? Mozart? Mozart? Uh, it's Moser. Yeah, it's uh, it's said like that. I've been getting Moser and all kinds of stuff. Mose. It's Mose. It's French. Uh, I think the origin is German. The, the funny Probably. thing is I, I'm not related to anybody with the name anymore. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was my dad's stepdad's last name. And so that's how I ended up with it. And John, John and I, when we played in the GT, we both were playing Bayou, you know, the good stuff. And we had a maw face off. And I, John, I don't know why, but for some reason, you're like, I'm going to play probably the, one of the strongest masters in Bayou. Maybe the game, I would say. But you brought this really janky, weird list that I was like, I don't know what you're doing, John, but <laughs> I'm I, bringing know. the normal stuff. Yeah. Well, I was just like, oh, you know, Sparks is in keyword. Flinch works really good with Sparks, Shield, you know. And then I don't think I ever gave him Shielded with Sparks. I never gave him Bombs in the Belly. Yeah. Or Plants with Explosives. Well, I play pretty aggressive, so things escalated quickly. They did. <laughs> I think the MVP was the Rock Hopper that game. Oh yeah, your rock opera did work. I that's actually the first game that I gained appreciation for the rock opera because I was like, okay, that's better than I thought it was. I'm trying so, to remember because like there's a combo with uh, Maris. It's like Maris bombs in your belly and a and, like some random hazardous terrain, and she just ruins your day. Like she just ruins your day. So if Maris can can toss you into pit traps and then you try to swing back at her, she can basically manipulate that two inch engage with up we go yeah and then that. she takes damage herself which triggers the bumps in your belly and it's just like a take like three or four damage every activation or every attack i mean it's pretty dumb speaking of things that are better than i thought they were we're talking about wong today with whiz bang shockingly yes big wong energy yeah, I mean, I, I, was... I recently got beat seven six to by a wong player me playing sarita and i was just offended <laughs> well, and at the beginning of the game, it was funny. Dixon gave me this little offhand comment like, sure, you got three actions, but what are you going to do with that? <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you. Uh, I, I honestly, huge problem. I've mentioned it many, many times in the podcast. Don't underestimate uh, Masters. And like on top of that, I decided that I wanted to troll, so I wasted 18 points out of my crew. But I still couldn't really stop them. I was like trying to figure out, I was like, if my normalist would have stopped them, and maybe I would have denied one or two points. So we were either tied, or I may have squeaked the win. It's so dumb. Yeah, and we're going to talk about. We'll talk a little bit about both. I want to focus more on Wong two, but Wong one does deserve some talking points because he did get fixed, quote unquote, in the errata. Did he though? 
I, I don't know. I, and I keep asking people, I'm like, okay, what is, what is this? What does Wong one do? I don't know. I'm oh. definitely a Wong one Stan. Um, okay. I, really? I, yeah. So the main reasons I like Wong one is because he draws a lot of cards. So <laughs> that's, that's like point one. Okay. Uh, and he spreads out a lot of glowy and he, because he draws the cards, but doesn't really inherently need the cards because he's mostly going True. off of TNs anyway. Yep. It allows models like Sammy and Alphonse and the Swine Cursed uh, to really shine in that like that spotlight a little bit. Um, and like sometimes your opponent just gets a lot of glowy on them, so he kind of has like this weird like mid range kind of position where like you want to be like trucking up the board slowly while you build up your glowy while you draw your cards while you set up your hand and then when you're ready to unleash the the bacon cruise missiles with the swine cursed you just have alphonse toss a fast swine cursed up the board yeah i have to like i have to laugh uh edict just said that wong one looks terrible on paper is boring to play and wins games through the power of friendship <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true he uh he really likes holding hands with his crew and i think um Bo Peep is a, like a is kind of like crucial in Wong One, uh, for a couple of reasons. Being that like Alphonse doesn't mind getting taking two, two points of damage to get chucked up the board mm -hmm. further. So a lot of my first activations will look something like uh, do the races on with Bo Peep, and then I'll have her charge through Alphonse, attack him with the cooked in mask, and then toss that model uh, hmm. two more inches away from her. Okay. And so it ends up it ends up being um, uh, like a like a total of like eight plus base size inches for Alphonse to be where you want him to be, and he's got like four glowy at that point almost, depending on how you do it. So yeah, and I, it's good to hear that. And we'll definitely get a lot more into the tech, but before we do, I do want people to make sure that they are checking us out on Twitter. You're doing on uh, we got the Discord channel that pops off every now and then where people just talk about nonsense, mostly Bayou stuff because I play Bayou now. So I'm bringing a lot of that back up. And then we have the YouTube channel, which is going really good. We're getting uh, bat reps out with that. Uh, people are giving comments on that, on how they maybe want it like overlaid and stuff. So that's really cool. Uh, missed interactions is also good to hear people giving tips on crew builds. So definitely check those out on the Rage Quit Wire YouTube. And then two other things, if you want to support us directly, you can do that patreon.com slash ragequitwire where you can support us for as little as a dollar. And then finally, if you don't want to do subscriptions because you think the government's going to get you, you can always go ahead and use our affiliation link. You can do that by shopping on Weird's website, but using our link. And what that does is kicks a little bit of money back to the podcast so we can buy stuff for giveaways, uh, games, painting tutorials, yep. stuff like that. And you can do that at uh, give us your money, please. Thank you. Dash weird.com slash rage quit wire. Appreciate any kind of help you all give. We definitely love our patrons and love anybody that supports the podcast. Uh, and everybody else is okay. I mean, but, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. I was going to say something a little more rude and crude, but I'm trying to be good. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> personally, yeah I'm, I'm a podcast listener too. Like, I listen to like four podcasts. Including ours, uh, not including ours, because like I, I listen to us every now and then too. But like, it's crazy how good content we're getting out there uh, for Malifo in general. I agree. You guys have some really, really solid stuff going out. So, oh, well, thank I, you. I, I, I feel very honored to be here. As a matter of fact, so this is really cool. That's okay, John. We became best friends at, at the Houston GT. That's why I invited John. Anybody that's a Bayou aficionado, I even invited Clay on. I was like, Hey, Clay, you want to come on? And like, you know 
share your podcast. He's like, well, I don't really know anything. I just ask questions. <laughs> Clay, is, Clay has got to be one of the best, like, yeah, he's stewards. A cool, he's of, a cool dude. He's, oh, yeah. He wins sportsmanship, like, every time he goes to tournaments. He's an amazing guy. Nice. Yeah, if, you don't, if you don't like Clay, you don't like puppies and apple pie and the American flag either. That, that's right. <laughs> Damn, I got to start kicking puppies now? That sucks. Yeah, yep. <laughs> monster. You are a monster sometimes to play. I mean, I did kidnap three of your models, make you life a living hell. Yeah, that's yeah, so, pretty good. <laughs> and I will say, so I, because Wong has always been a keyword that I like. Like, I like the aesthetics. I like the idea of how it works. But previously, before the title and before Wong One got adjusted, I re- it just usually got wrecked. Like, it usually just got destroyed. You're doing damage to your own models and then they kill it off for you. And then you're left there with no models after turn three. So I was very impressed that playing Wong 2, Wong 1, I do want to put some games into, but Wong 2, I was definitely impressed with not just the mobility of it, but the sustainability because he has a heal that also does the displacement. And then just the fact that it was easier to unpack and I think looking at Wong One, it's also a little easier to unpack, not just because of him, but because of additions like Bo Peep. Bo Peep is just superb with getting glowy fast and you know uh, damage out. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, in 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 Ulix, even when Bo Peep wasn't around, she was good to put in that extra uh, glowy token. And then if I have Maris, you know, that would also even help more. It was just like a combination of like extra mobility is always good, and they're both cheap. Yeah, and in Wong, I personally got to see Maris be like nasty as well. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just that we've evolved the meta to the point that we should be bringing back Wong. I, I said recently, and I still believe it, that Carver got up in in value because the meta shifted around him. Not because yeah. he got better, but because everything around changed. Yeah, and there's tech picks you can bring in to make him better and more efficient. Exactly. And makes what he does, it makes it cooler in some instances. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, John, what attracts you to, to Wong? Because I know you like doing some of the whiz-bang aficionado stuff. So I've I've played a, probably at least 20 to 25 games strictly on Wong at this point. Um, and I think what really does it for me is that like he's got a bunch of good models. Like he's, his models in his keyword are actually just fantastic. Like yeah. Swine Cursed are unarguably really good. Uh, yeah, that's Sammy. that's a buff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, I know they took they took away the magical influence, so they can't cook in suits anymore. But they hmm. gave them plus one wound, a shielded trigger on their um, on their heroic intervention. <laughs> You're no like, coward. Yeah, exactly. Um, and. So like they're just so much tankier because of that change mm-hmm. that like you don't really care that you're missing cooked in onslaughts like and even then like like I said with Wong one you can draw enough cards where like oh I got a king king mask in hand I'm gonna tear this model a new one and for some reason my swine cursed always flip min on negs or uh, sorry they always flip a um, mod on negs so <laughs> it's like it's like oh here's four damage okay next so swing I do have a question for both of you and Oracle has the same thought as me. The only two models that I just go, eh, they're not very good, are the, well, the new Enforcer. The, there's a four-point Enforcer that I think is garbage. And the uh, Lightning Bugs. And I think that's it, because I think even the little Flying Pigs are good. Yeah, like, everybody else has uses. Yeah. I personally like the Taxidermist. So I'm sorry will, to say. Yeah. I think I think the Taxidermist is fine. I think he suffers from being as expensive as it is. Yeah. 
and the thing is remote detonator feels kind of bad like if you don't have like the right build around it um but i mean i think taxidermists can hit well above their what you would expect from them to do so yep. and uh, but they do also die very easily i would like, say i actually like lightning bugs like they're cheap if, man if lightning bugs elemental blast was like two more inches in range i think they'd be really good the fact that they got to get within 10 puts them in the danger zone just to get blown up because they're only five hit points. Okay. Uh, so I think I would have made an argument for lightning bugs if there wasn't two other things that I like about Wong's Heward. One, Bokors. Gotro Bokors are fantastic healers. And then in a keyword that's like, we're going to be damaging ourselves, I want to have that heal. And especially because they can cook in that, um, that tome with a glowy so they yeah. can pulse heal. That's just like so significant, and like their attacks not that great. It's a two, it's a what a two, yeah. three, three blast. Right. Um, but I mean, like you're not really going to be using them to attack much anyway. They do target willpower, which sometimes is useful, but really it's just that ability to, and sometimes like consolidate power, like double walk and interact is like yeah. all you need to like get a point. Well, and and I would take the lightning bugs because lightning bugs actually do have a heal, right? But you need an eight. I mean, that's a little too expensive when you can bring a bow core for what, just a point more and it's going to do more yeah, work. You need a six for it. And yeah. And they, and they have consolidate power and, and they have, have a surge on the bonus too. Correct. For the protector spirits. So like, right. and giving shielded to your models with uh, infused body for the glowy damage reduction is just, mm. but the yeah. other reason that I'm kind of down on lightning bugs right now is because of uh, dabblers. I think dabblers actually fit that five point minion kind of slot a little bit nicer. I don't like that you have to buy Damien's core box and sell it uh, part of just to get them. So just you can maybe find one off Gadzooks, right? Right. Uh, you know, or you have somebody who buys the Damien box and they're like, "There's no way I'm going to ever field three, three. of these." So. so I noticed that. By the way, it's Damien players don't like dabblers at all, but like I see dabblers being played with Whisfang, probably, and I'm just like, what? Why? What's I, going on here? I, I think it's because people are kind of down on dabblers because span. Like, if you just bring three Soulstone Gammon and Damien, like you have three repository. Sorry, um, how's the Soul models, uh -huh. and that lets you keep your configuration like just exactly where you want it. Right. Um, and like dabblers can hold magical. Is it magical training in Arcanists yeah. that gives them yeah. Arcane Reservoir? But Damien two doesn't need Arcane Reservoir, so nope. he doesn't really care about that. And Damien one kind of appreciates it, but. Um, it's still like, it turns them from like a five point like efficient minion to like a seven point like slightly <laughs> less efficient but still That's pretty true. good. Can you, can you have a can you have a configuration hand if you're playing Wong with a Dabbler? Yes, you do have a configuration, um, <laughs> and it's actually funny. Dabblers have some of the most efficient ways of stacking a configuration. Can you do anything with it other than give the Dabblers uh, suits or like influence their abilities? No, but you can pull like low cards out of your deck and have them in your configuration and then just have them cycle back in next turn. Uh, so it can actually be kind of good. And like when they activate, they get to draw a card. So like they're, they're really, and again, shockwave means that they can drop a shockwave on your crew. Wong doesn't have to spend AP to do it. Yep. Uh, he still probably will. So it sounds like they're probably better in, in a Wong 1 list then. Uh, they're better, well, even in Wong 2, because Wong 2 doesn't hand out quite as much glowy compared that's, to that's fair. Wong 1. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, sometimes having a little bit extra, that's why Fluffernutter might be better in Wong 2 than Wong 1, because Wong 1 doesn't have a problem handing out glowy. I love that model. I love really? Fluffernutter. Hey, really? For, he, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I love the model. Oh, I, don't, okay. I don't field him very often, because 
he <laughs> suffers from the fact that he is not as fast as Bo Peep is because right. he doesn't have reckless. Now his bonus action is really good for like early game stacking, or he can like go clean up a kill really effectively. But I don't bring him much because at the end of the day, he's got a two, three, five melee attack, and that's just it's just kind of yeah. you know. But um, if he had like run and gun or something, like if him and the the rooster rider uh, ruffles had run and gun, then I could make see an argument for like why they might be a little bit better because they could just be like charging and shooting stuff. Yep. I mean, but, you could make it into a rooster rider that's just slightly better, and it wouldn't break anything. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I I actually kind of like ruffles in very I very specific situations. Mm. Um, he's got a tnless scatter that you can't avoid. Like, yeah, in, in a guard the stash situation or like, a, you know, the uh, uh, whatever. Yeah, covert ops. That's the one I was thinking of. Like, that's just a really good thing to have. Yep. Uh, once again, making Maw the supreme person because it's Trixie. But <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about Wong One. I want to I want to just kind of get a feel for the him and the title. Uh, Wong One does put out a bunch of simple duels. And I just want to kind of get an idea of like, what did they fix exactly? Because Wong One was definitely not good before he got a Radud. Um, I when I look at this card, I'm like, okay, the glow is really good because you're gonna have a bunch of glowy out, and then oh. launch into space is going to be good because you can scheme or you can remove markers easy. So I just before we start, you know, glorifying this awesome model because honestly, I do like how it looks and stuff. Uh, I want to remind everybody that Angel hates this model. Because <laughs> he thinks that the the buffs were not buffs were actually nerfs. If I remember correctly, I got that right. I'm probably gonna get yelled at for this, so I'm just gonna leave it there. <laughs> so with Wong one his changes, I don't even remember exactly because I wasn't. I can tell you before. Oh yeah, tell me the differences. Give me. So give me the he got now. three demon bags, so now post duels yep. don't get triggers off of against him. So he the basically defensive triggers and triggers on him will not actually do anything unless they're indirect attacks he got cataclysm caked it into his ability but he can no longer actually get extra ones by just like i think it's like the starting cards or something like that it was um, yeah, yeah, yeah. his iron fan if i remember correctly got a couple of uh, buffs i think it yeah it gained... now hands out glowy it doesn't it didn't used to do that there we go and i believe that's it i think i think maybe the uh centering on the thing got better but that's about it edict said defense six was another fix they put in there oh that's right he used Thank to be you, edict. High five, right yeah so he and he's surprisingly tanky because yep. he's defense six 12 wounds and you can't declare triggers into him shocking um, yeah yeah and um i definitely know that that has come up a couple times he's survived past what he should have and there are other times where he didn't um because he's got no other real damage reduction but um uh i think wong one's changes like specifically like looking at the glow as an action as a bonus action um really really is valuable and like i was kind of saying a little bit earlier because he doesn't need the cards inherently to hit his tns he's not really the guy you need pumping cards into to deal damage yeah because you only need a six for fizzap and actually i think correct me if i'm wrong what did fizzap used to be a gun action i think it might have used been. to have a gun on it you're right yeah so them taking that away was a huge buff because once you locked him down it's like okay you're not doing that anymore right you have to disengage successfully yep. and if i don't really want to attack i can just like hold you hostage so 
that that is a big change. That's why I, I, he kind of plays like like I said in the mid range where he wants to be like kind of in the middle of stuff, but not like so threatened. He's not tanking anything. You sure. know what I'm saying? Hmm. Um, because if he's in like if Alphonse is there, you can drop the shockwaves off of his 50 mil base, and then that's some, huge. TN fifteen moved rules are uh, are a lot. For yeah. A lot of people to deal with, also, you know? doesn't that automatically do damage to Alphonse, which also triggers Glowy? Correct. It triggers the Glowy, gives him fast, and sometimes that's all you need to do once. Yeah. And the other thing with the the Glow is is that it doesn't specify that you need to pull the Glowy off of friendly models only. So, like, if you've because you do hand out Glowy tokens to enemy models, both with the Glow, but also by them passing the TNs on the uh, the duels. So what can end up happening is like you can drop a couple shock waves like when you're standing within six of a few enemy models and just try to see what happens. You do some damage if you do. If you don't, then um, they gain a glowy and then you rip that glowy off. You reapply the glowy because the glow essentially refreshes at least one of the glowy that you're pulling off in the first place. Yep. And then you're drawing a bunch, like a few more cards. And worst case scenario, if you stack up like three or four glowy on a model, they take like six damage from the uh, yep. from the shock wave. <laughs> See that that actually I, I learned that I learned two things that and the other one is um, the glowy tokens. Uh, even if the model has evasive, they get stacked on the model because they start to take the duel, and even though they're not taking the damage, they get a glowy. It's it's super weird. It's like wait wait why would I? So I have to fail. I have to literally fail down. Because you have to flip the card, and if the flip, if the card actually succeeds, then you get a glowy, which then he can rip out of you. Right. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> it makes no you're sense. Not a, you're not immune to the duel; you're just immune to the damage from Correct. taking the duel. And and yeah. also in in like breakthrough sabotage, spread them out. There's no reason why I don't ever use launch into space just to get with the wait what trigger to yeah. get two ski markers to put them somewhere sabotage is like so easy to score with launch into space 100% so anytime so I see, <laughs> yeah anytime i see uh sabotage or even spread them out can be good for that cuz like if you can get to kind of a centrally located position yeah. and you can like see your opponent's like edge edge of the board you just all right there's a there's one in the complete opposite table half from where everything's happening, and there's another one in the other opposite table yep. half. Yeah, and you can go get those if you want, but yep. I, all I have to do is put one more down, and then I score a point for uh, spread them out. Yeah, there's um, so many little like spread them out, sabotage, breakthrough. Like he just basically auto gets both points on those. You could even do the one that you have to get six down, right? Because you could easily throughout the game get six scheme markers on the opposing half. Exactly. And that has also a lot to do with how good hard knock life is by gaining the fast. And yep. so your models, they may not inherently have a lot of ways to do interact actions, but because they can spend their bonus AP that yep. they're getting from gaining fast to just do it. I mean, now, John, I've heard from many people in the meta, many people who play games, shockwaves just suck. So how do you get profit from shockwaves? Because it's like, okay, I just cheat a card. So what do you have to do with Wong to make that really punish your opponent? On one hand, that's true. Shockwaves are kind of rough because they do give your opponent as much control as they want. Yep. They can choose, pick and choose where they take the damage. And um, so that can be kind of rough. But that being said, a lot of times, especially early game, if like a crew isn't as strong on the unpack, sometimes you could just even be super aggressive with Wong and like just toss him up the board unactivated and then just start dropping shockwaves in their deployment zone. 
Okay. Um, it's basically when you can force as many duels as possible is when I think that shockwaves really gain their value. Um, especially when you're talking about shockwaves that are potentially TNs that are, you know, needing high moderate cards to, to pass for some models. Um, and shockwaves get around certain like defensive mechanics, like hard to wound a lot of the time, you know what I mean? So like, they're not like, Oh, I've got or flesh serene continence, or serene continence that's, or, huge. that's a big one, you know, being able yep. to get around that's huge. And, um, yeah, I think, I think shockwaves on face value, they do lose out on a little bit, but with, with Wong specifically, because of his ability to a shockwave into engagements and not care because his models don't mind taking those those duels or taking damage because right. they're getting benefit from it but also like i said because it's a range 10 he can drop two of them with a built-in trigger like he can literally just be like shock waving the entire depending on what kind of spread your opponent has if they clump then they can be taking like eight duels per action yeah so, i think uh, we need to mention i i think our oracle toronto has a really good point do you agree with that pete i don't know if you want to say it out yeah well i was actually that's kind of where i was leading john is that so shockwaves, yes, can be easy to pass, but like we were saying in the chat over here, if you pass it against Wongs, you get a glowy, which then increases the damage when you finally do fail. Mm. But there's also a couple, at least two or three different ways, I think, in the crew where you can actually increase the TN number. Uh, yes. So I know that um, Livia, she increases the TN of simple duels models take within, I think it's like, is it three or three? Six? Or yeah, three. three yeah. Now, granted, she is your full four soul stone. Uh, <laughs> She'll die soon after. <laughs> yeah, she's three soul stones so, of, you know, you can kill me, but what are you really gonna get out of this? <laughs> yeah, I think in two E she had like accomplice, and that's what was really scary about her was because she could like accomplice after like perfect timing something. That's but um, it was I would really... like that. Can we please have that again? <laughs> yes, please. Let's make Wong great again, dude. Like it's it. Uh, he uh so. Olivia does it. I the backup assistant also uh, doesn't increase the TM, but increases the damage you take from blasts and shockwaves by plus one within uh, three of him. I think you're um, right. I just looked I know, at him. I know we're down on the backup assistant, but I swear, I've, I've, if we're going to talk we're gonna about get, Wong, we're, oh, we're going to get your facts about him. And then I think the other one was the uncontrollable magic on Wong. I think if you target one of your models for the shockwave, it increases it by two. That's huge. That one is. Big, big, because like we we mentioned it earlier in passing, but like you said, sometimes all you need is just a pink of damage, take one, get fast, get a glowy, and now my AOE is even harder to stop. Yeah, exactly. It's TN fifteen move duels are tough to pass for a lot of yeah, keywords. Yeah, and I think it's worth mentioning too that most of Wong's models have their blast resistant. They're usually uh, he's evasive specifically. But other models that he has, almost all of them have blast resistant. So instead of taking two or three, whatever the, the damage is from that, they're usually only going to take one, which will then ping them to get the fast and the glowy. Yeah, they're all, as far as I can tell, because I looked into this a little bit earlier, they only all take one. Literally from, yeah. from the Vizap, they're, they're just going to take one. Yep. Correct. Um, yeah, so I, I think being able to up the ante on his shockwaves... Uh, makes your opponent kind of question okay do i pass here or do i just go ahead and let it ride you know yeah. uh and like armor and shielded can kind of get around that a little bit because i know a lot of crews focus more on the stonewalling aspect but you know uh i mean guild aside where they could just spam coats it's like it's still like consistent just you could make your opponent flip through their deck really really quickly and if like they tailored their hand to be really good and you just make them like flip 
like a bunch of cards out of their deck and now all of a sudden their deck is hot garbage right. like they're, they're not going to appreciate having to cheat some of their things out of hand to hit well, the end. that's the thing right because it's like okay you're getting a glowy if you pass it and if you flip a 13 it's like cool that was going to kill one of my whizbang models yeah exactly like that was the oh i flipped 13 ram and i wanted to cook in crit strike oh darn it yeah so i do so i'm glad to hear that you're you're having success with wong one because I, that is something that I'm going to try pretty soon here. And like Dixon said, he thought I was going to be like Pete and bring Wong one. So he brought yep. all this like anti-blast tech and crap. That's, and then I brought the way, one too. That's how I learned about the whole evasive thing. Cause uh, I was like reading into it to try to like learn a little bit about the matchup. So I brought two of my uh, frenzied guys. I forgot the name. Uh, they're the versatile for Neverborn. Oh, I have evasive. The, and, uh, blood wretches. Blood riches, thank you. And then I brought Klaus because Klaus is a friendly model to you, Mister Wong player. And I thought I was going to troll Pete, and then he brings Wong the Enchanter, too, and I'm the Enchanter like, Tim, this is 18 points of useless turds. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know that uh, one of my buddies, Andres, put Blood Wretches on the table that have done way more work than they're supposed to. Yeah, they're, they're decent. Yeah, um, and then Klaus is Klaus is a is is a model, but he's like a he's like a weird, really weird model. Yeah, um, I mean but, between him and the first mate, I, I got guaranteed four points from schemes. But Pete used all of his actions to not only move his little carve the path markers to my deployment zone away from everything else, but to move one of my carve the path markers all the way into my deployment zone. So I was like, I did not respect. That between the teleportation shit from Wong and all of the free actions that you guys get, that I was going to lose this game just on action economy. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so looking at the title with the Enchanter, I think a lot of people focus on his explosive solutions, which it is there. You can do it. And yes, he does have pyrotechnics so that you got to keep it in mind because it does allow for you to keep it in mind where you can do it. But I also think that that's not the strongest part of his card. I actually think the strongest part of his card is the siphon power because like I was talking with John and I think you and a couple other people as I was kind of fig you know, flushing this out, but I think using, cause you can basically ping five different models throughout the turn with siphon power to then go ahead and give out glowy fast. And uh, you know, you give them a point of damage, obviously. Yeah. But I think where the moneymaker is, especially in a mission like Carve, Guard the Stash, stuff like that, is his enchanting magics. Because not only are you healing your models, but you're pinging somebody to give it fast and glowy. If Sammy's nearby, which Sammy is going to be, you're going to draw a card. And then finally, you siphon power for the puff of smoke. So then you get to do this four-inch place. It has to be completely within four, which is kind of a bummer, but it's still good. Right. And I I was able to leverage that against Dixon where I was I had, you know, two I had two swine cursed, Alphonse, Bo Peep, and I had a Bo Coor in there, and basically every and Sammy, and everything was fast, everything had glowy throughout the turn. And basically I I, I bogged down uh, bad juju a little bit. And then once bad juju was kind of stuck there for a turn and a half, I then teleported stuff out. And then the first mate ran away, so then I was able to take control of that side of the board. Yeah, it was it was really, really rough, surprisingly. Because the thing is, my experience against Wong, and I guess that's the main reason why I didn't respect him 
uh, was because <laughs> they die very easily. Like once you get to oh, those they models, they yeah they die very easily because the big big skill set of any Wong player, I guess, would be to keep them alive. Like how how far can you keep them alive while they do their job? Yeah, and I I agree with that to to an extent. I will say if you give Alphonse enough glowy, that model. And if he's backed up with a Bokor, especially, that model's just not going down. <laughs> the, yeah. He's the ship that will not die. But Dude. I've noticed that it's like insanely hard for you guys to keep giving these models uh, glowy tokens without you know them being in peril. So like, how do you do that? Well, that's what John was saying with Wong One's better at it because Wong right. One can do the TNs and the glow puts it out and stuff like that. Right. Whereas two, I think you're putting out five, but then you're depending on other models to also support it. Right. So, so that's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm saying that in general, because like, yeah, yeah, the first one can put out like four or five glow to everybody. Yeah, we, we and then he has the glow and then he can heal and stuff. Second one does it maybe for like feasibly, he does it like three to four times, but he wants to do it to different models. Yep. So that's one less. So I know that there's a balance that you guys have. And that's what I, my question is. My question is, how do you balance out? them being alive and doing their work because i know that that's got to be like a couple of tricks that you have memorized so really the the two things that i do is that i pretty much always hire bo peep right and bo peep's aura is just so good you gotta remember yeah it's literally gonna be one to two healing a turn and even if you're damaging your own models you know what i mean um and then uh, the Bokor. The Bokor, as long as you can keep that model fast, you should be able to like consolidate power to within range. Put out shielding. Model. Yeah, yes. well, the consolidate power is more to get the, him into position. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't proc hard knock life if you block the damage with shielded. Okay. So you, won't, you won't put the glowy out if you block it with shielded. So er, like early game, you can put out the shielded after everybody's already kind of done their shit to get the uh, the uh, glowy out. Right. And then you put the shielded up while they get tossed up the board, you know, to prevent even more damage. But with um, with Consolidate Power being able to bonus action, scoot four inches towards a model that might be in danger, that could be the difference between dropping two healing into them to three. You know, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you've got three, one, two, three heals dropping on one model, or perhaps you've got two models that are in the danger zone, but one's kind of a little bit tankier than the other. Um, those are the two big ones. And then also Sammy, in my opinion, is one of the best seven stone henchmen in the game. Yep. Um, <laughs> my God, some, she's amazing. Dude, when it gets hairy, when things get hairy, dude, and you just say, okay, here's three glimpse the voids. Pass one of them. Every time you pass one, you get injured. Yep. Another point. So here's oh, yeah. a TN seventeen willpower yep. duel or you're buried. On an average model, on an average model, you need a ten to survive being buried. That's how stupid that I love Sammy, but that is literally the cancer they have to survive when playing well, yeah. against him. Well, that's how I and honestly, it's a great answer because Bayou doesn't have a ton of great answers for certain problems. So the fact that you can jinx somebody, you probably get to cook in the tome. That's how, I mean, I played against somebody who was playing Hoffman, which I've explained why I hate the Hoffman matchup so much in right. Bayou. And Sammy was burying the Peacekeeper, Hoffman, and other problems and just like, go away. Exactly. Yes. And um, she doesn't have to kill you. She's just going to make your life a miserable, you know, yeah. hellscape. And even in the Hoffman matchup specifically, any other keywords that like don't have good card hand like control, just being able to cook and drain magic is just 
it's it's such it's such ass. It's yes. such ass for your opponent to do. So it's it's so like when you do the math in cards too, it's like you discard a card to then draw a card yourself, but then you're forcing your opponent to be down one card. So it's just this like you're still up in cards. It's insane. <laughs> and so like it's like a kind of like a lose lose situation. Like theoretically, you could do like two drain magics into a glimpse the void after you've already injured it three. And so it's like. Okay, good luck passing that duel. Do you have a king in hand? No? Yep. Alright, buried. Yep. You know, I mean, first. average model needs a red joker at that point. If you if you've hit him three times, he needs a red joker. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's kind of funny because like like we were saying, how do you keep stuff up? I think a Bokur Bokur, Bo Peep are good. I will will say when that last game that sucked, I brought uh Bog instead of Bo Peep, and I did miss Bo's tools more than I thought I would. So I definitely think she's she's a strong candidate for uh, for Whizbang. And then, like I said, two has heals. Even one has some heals now with the glow. And then a bow core is just definitely always good. They're just a solid model. And I think with Wong too, because you don't you do have that ability to use a heal, and you have the front of card um, wise words of wisdom uh, to where if a model would gain a, a fast again, you can remove a glowy. And then heal it too once per activation. Yep. Um, which is doesn't at first sound like a good trade, but realistically speaking, the way your models gain fast is by gaining glowy anyway. So you're effectively just saying instead of gaining fast in a glowy token, you're going to heal too because you've already got um, you've already got fast. Yep. So I just came to a realization that there's a few uh, crews in the game that give fast to do an effect like Terra and Woe and shit like that. It's not friendly locked. So you mean to tell me I can heal your models by just giving you fast? That's it says kind of after funny. a friendly model with fast would gain it. Yeah, you just heal them. Yeah. But see, <laughs> if, they've already, if they've already got fast, then you would just, as a Terra player, I think you would say, oh, I'm not going to. Yeah, so if Candy fast. does her stupid little fast trick, I can heal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but I mean, it's just an example because I think it's funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, it is. And so... Yeah, with Wong Tu being able to have the enchanting magic be such like it's it at face value it doesn't necessarily seem like it, but when you fact like you said when you factor in that siphon power and you're able to cook in the four inch place on top of the one two three heal, um, and then if you siphon off of that model and they've already got the fast and the glowy, it's really like a three four five heal. Yep. And a four inch place. Yeah, yep. and I didn't I didn't I didn't get to see it fully against Raspy Tina, but Switcheroo was definitely good into Raspy with the ice pillars. Because I had spread them out, so not only was I getting rid of your ice pillars, but I was also dropping schemes for spread them out. Right. And I was also pinging somebody to get fast and a glowy. So I think with Wong 2 specifically, you want to do any of his actions for profit. So whether you're going to finish off a model, you're going to get rid of a marker, or you're going to heal something, or even just cursed warnings just to do it. You want to be doing that stuff, but then you also want to go ahead and ping somebody to give them fast, give them a token. You do not want to be walking with Wong too. You want Alphonse to toss them where you need them, do the things you need to do. Alphonse will walk up again and toss them wherever else you need them. <laughs> yep. yep. Alphonse, the fact that he's going to have three tosses is something that other factions only dream of. Yeah. And like Bayou gets to do it. And, and I understand the reason why that model can't be better than it already is. Uh, but I have heard people that want him to be better, and I'm like, why? I I want the model, the the sculpt to be better, but yeah, this is where <laughs> I talk about Wong and Bayou, and I stop to say, okay, weird. Can we go ahead and get an alt sculpt for uh, Alphonse LeBlanc? 
Please it's like the model is terrible. I don't know anybody that likes it. It looks small on the base. Let's. I like it. John, shut up. <laughs> Smack him. Uh, Smack the, that man. Smack. If there's only one reason why I like Alphonse. Because he's drooling? Just like me. But also, it's, <laughs> it's uh, because he is a model that fits on his 50 millimeter base so small that I don't feel like I'm having to like intrude with the space. Like, for example, yeah. the Malasaurus Rex is yeah. on the same size base as Alphonse. And technically well, the same size after Alphonse. Listen, if I can make Alphonse size five, he needs to look like a size five model. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in our, games, in our games, Dixon, he was size five. Oh, yeah. I know. I was Model aware. does not look like that. Nope. Uh, that's the main reason why I was able to see him from across the universe. I was like, oh, he's size what now? Get over here. Get, 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 get. Well, because in so... I I come from an approach of I like to punch stuff, so I don't ever see a reason why you don't bring at least I don't bring Alphonse with two swine cursed, and then I just put the two gremlins in a ghillie or in a ghillie suit, not to not only give him disguise, but you don't have to do your bonus to toss them, whereas you do have to do the bonus to toss them if you don't bring it. Um, I know people usually will do the bonus anyways, but there is sometimes where you don't want to be size four. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. you don't want to be defense for as well. Yes. Um, but that, that being said, I, I, I definitely like that, that tech in there. Um, like you said, because a, not only does it mean you don't have to take your bonus, but you also can toss size four models. Yep. Yeah. So like, if you need to toss one of your opponents, golems, for example, off of a point, you can <laughs> yeah, yep. just throw your ice golem. Just get out of here, Dixon. <laughs> I, I mean, you laugh, but that's actually tossing the whiskey golem. That's a yeah. good one, Edict. That was a that, tossing. Um, uh, what you call it? Oh my god, I just had it in my head. Bad Juju, the Kurgan. There's a bunch of models that Sarita brings. That this is the reason why I said it's like I think Bayou Sarita is significantly better than Neverborn Sarita. And and it's like because of models like Alphonse, because of models like the emissary, the emissary. Uh, for the Bayou is better for Sarita, like a thousand so. percent. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Um, I will say Juju does have planted roots, so he's not scared of it. But well, he means uh, as a friend. No, no, no. Though. Exactly. Oh, oh. I mean, as in like Alphonse just bringing Alphonse out a keyword. Yeah. And also, yeah. you can make you can make Juju uh, size six with a ghillie suit too. So like, if you just <laughs> want to run the big burly boys, you just put a you put a ghillie suit on Juju. You witches brew him with Zoraida too, and you yeah. say, okay, here's a size six model. Yep, he's bigger than the everything. Buildings. Yeah, he's yeah. bigger than the buildings and the forest. Exactly. You you have no cover for me. I'm just gonna swing down at you. But um, shadow rules be damned, yep. I guess. But um, yep. yeah, I think Alphonse is one of the best models in Bayou. I, I think he doesn't need to be better. I think he's he's got a lot of things that he does really well. And I mean, at the end of the day, if all he was was a, a 9.346 beater with good triggers and the ability to cook them in with Glowy, yep. he'd be good. Oh, yeah. I, I read Joker and Alphonse smash onto Dixon in, our, in a game the other day. That and hurt. he was like, wait. Seven damage? <laughs> I was like, he has a huge fist, and you're like, yeah, son of a. <laughs> yes, because he, he hits just it... as hard as bad juju. I mean, you compare both models, and you're like, how the hell do you hit as much as this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like juju, uh, juju and him cost the same amount of points, and while juju has right uh, demise eternal, which is right. great, um, Alphonse has damage reduction built in with yes. his glowy tokens. Hard to he's wound. got he's still hard to wound. Yeah, yep. and, and one more uh, attack. Correct. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. one more attack. And Toss is just, in my opinion, is so much better than Toss in the Mud. Significantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Toss is like, like, 
one of the MVP reasons uh, for the, whatchamacallit, for the reason, uh, let me just say that again. There are models in the game that have toss that the rest of the model is garbage. Out of all the models that have toss, I think Alphonse is the best. And the oh, reason wait. is because the toss ability is just disgustingly powerful. Uh, I do want to point out, because I know that Edic mentioned this earlier, he says the Sorita 1 is better in Neverborn than Sorita 2. Uh, honestly, I think the only thing that Sorita 1 has in Neverborn is the Hinamatsu combo and literally nothing else. Because if nobody knows the Hinamatsu combo, is like if you have an enemy model engaged by Hinamatsu, you can obey the enemy model twice to quote-unquote disengage without actually moving. And Hinamatsu will tear that model apart because you're then, controlling that. And, you and then you can obey her once. And then ex exactly. So like literally, it's literally the only disgusting thing that I, I would highly recommend anybody that's playing that in Neverborn. But other than that, I mean the the model selection in so like literally just Alphonse as an option to just get an alpha on somebody. I think it's worth. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying. Well, and I think with Zoraida 1, too, uh, another advantage for Bayou is that you have, like, access to some really nasty beaters that you could take in Zoraida's crew. Like, yes. if, let's say you didn't want to take Juju, you, and you take, you could take Alphonse, you don't feel bad about it, you can, right. uh, or you could take um, Mancha Roja, like, giving yeah. that guy more AP. I mean, I know everybody sleeps on my boy Mancha, man, but I've seen no, that No, 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 I don't sleep. I know that he hits, like, a freight train on cocaine mixed up with a little bit of meth. He it's hits... Like cocaine bear. Oh, dude, he hits way harder than cocaine. He hits harder than two cocaine bears wrapped together. Hit, like, it's cocaine bear and a luchador mask. All right. So the the big issue with him is keeping him alive and in, in getting him to the fight. So that's that's the main reason why I'm like kind of iffy, not not because of him being you know not hard hitting whatever, but the, I think that there's other models that hit relatively good and they survive better. Like uh, whiskey golem, that's an example. Emissary, that's another example. Hell, uh, we just mentioned them. Fucking Alphonse. Oh. Like, hits for six, seven damage. And guess what? He survives. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the, uh, I think another reason why I think Whizbang is playable now for sure, even if you're going to be competitive, is because I think the Swine Curse just got good as a minion where it's like, as a seven stone, just little minion, these dudes just will beat the bejesus out of you. I yep. mean, there was <laughs> there Dixon, I had that one just smack the crap out of your cur again and you're just like, and of course you got the full power trigger to ignore my armor. Yeah. Great. I'm like I'm like please don't flip, flip high and then not only does it's like he a flip 13 high, tomes. Exactly. He flips <laughs> high with No, no, and you only have one fucking uh, glowy token on that guy. So I was like, of course, he gets the exact same thing that he needs, and then he flips negative into a double severe. No, it was, <laughs> I thought it was severe's. Uh, I think he did the, the double severe's. No, no, I think he did the double severe's on on Sarita. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, yeah, you did the double right. severe's on Sarita, yeah. but you did the it double moderate on the on the Kurgan, which is more than enough because it brought the Kurgan down all the way to fucking three. You know, I can't <laughs> complain about my fate deck screwing me over today. It flipped pretty good yesterday against you. It was pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I think, yeah, Swine Cursed at seven points are just, yep. they're so good. Yeah, Especially trigger on every suit. Trigger on every suit. And yep. if you look at it from the perspective of, like, for a minion that is solely focused on melee, they get around a lot of the counter tech that goes against yes. melee minions. They yes. can get around Disguise with Heroic Intervention, needing a five. They've got Frenzied Charge, so fuck your butterfly jump. You know what I mean? They've got yep. all these things going for them that allow them to, like, 
get engaged when they want to. The big downside is the zero inch engagement. That's it. I found out that one the hard way against Nick Westbrook uh, in um, at the GT. By the first game I played, I played Ulix, and I um, I was making my piglets into swine cursed because obviously extended reach doesn't heroic intervention doesn't care about extended reach. Yes, so sir. he was playing with Saki at the time, and um, I just couldn't fit their forty mil bases between these oh. damn of. Uh, what are they called slot machines i couldn't fit through the slot machines and because of that they literally like they were literally just like a half inch away from base contact and And you didn't have the the swine herd rule anywhere near them and that would Uh, not at that instant not at that instant no Uh, it was it was like i didn't make you a war pig so you could fit and it just like didn't quite fit and i was like oh so imagine (laughs) if you had made him a war pig it would have been even more of a headache Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and this also is just like so they take care of armor problems that you have with the faction because Bayou does not generally like armor. Uh, a lot of our models just kind of scratch the paint, and it's like, okay, this yep. is kind of sad. Uh, they, it, you can get that full power trigger. It does work onslaught, so you can get multiple attacks. Yep. Rampage, so you can you know cause more TNs, and you can go charge something else. You can almost catapult yourself to something more important. And then finally, tear off a bite to heal yourself. Yep. I mean, on, honestly, Onslaught alone makes me want to have these guys in every list because it's a great all-rounder. Onslaught is just a great all-rounder. Uh, full power is just great against anything that has, like, you know, big big defenses. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. And I, I, I think that Swine Curse, like, every, again, everybody said, oh, Swine Curse are nerfed. They're not as good. They can't cook in suits. They're it's like, nerfed. Get out of here. Dude, you guys are tripping. Yeah, I remember when tanks. that first happened. Yeah, they're tanky. And like like I said, if you just dump enough glowy, like if you give them like, can give them three to four glowy, you mm. know, before they go charge into something and they can get a good heroic intervention for a shielded or two, yep. or uh, even with just Bocor, just putting out some shielded, like those guys are hard to put down for seven stones. Yes. Defense six is a big deal. Yes. Yeah. If you can attack their willpower, they tend to vaporize. Like I think Dixon was attacking their movement instead of their defense. That kind of yeah, sucked. Yeah. No, but like the big, okay. So we, we talked about it in the game. So I'm going to say like real quick, you just didn't have a way to not make me push you. Cause the thing is that laugh off is a very powerful ability in planted roots. And I don't think that your crew at the time had a way to stop me regardless of. No. <laughs> yeah. Like literally like, what, what are you going to do? You're not going to stop me from kidnapping one of your models 12 inches into my crew. Yeah. Kidnaps are, are rough for yeah. anyone that's not guild. Thank you. That's exactly what I said to him. I guess Marcus technically has a uh, slate Ridge, but mm, I guess you're right. No. Yeah, so Swine Curse are really good. Uh, you can honestly put them in either Wong list, but I think from what you're saying, it's easier to dump a bunch of glowy on them with Wong 1. And I, I like I said, I think I still think they are good with Wong 2. It's just I don't like bringing two of them. The nice thing you have is the enchanting magics is great for supporting them. Yes. Right. Yeah. Giving them that extra bit of healing and mobility is the difference between them getting no swings and three swings, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I think it still definitely has play. Uh, I think the model I'm most excited to talk about is the the backup assistant. That I was just going to say, all right, this is your your time is now. You got to sell, sell me on this piece of crap. On the backup assistant. Okay. You better pull, <laughs> pull that model up right now. I, I have it right here on my, my screen ready to go. Okay. So, hear me out. Backup assistant. <laughs> For four points, he's insignificant. 
Okay, so you're not worried about him in cursed objects. You're not worried about... You don't need him to interact and stuff. That's not what he brought him for. You brought him because he... A has condition removal. Sometimes it's just like you need it. It deals a point of damage. But my big takeaway with him, especially in Wong 2, because Wong 2 does not have the same level of card draw that Wong 1 does. Right. Um, with Sammy and the backup assistant, you can... Let's say the Bocor takes their bonus action, Protective Spirits, cooks mm-hmm. in the Tome for Surge. You draw three. You say, I'm going to discard that three. Backup Assistant takes a point of damage. You draw a new card, and Sammy draws you a second new card. Because you took damage. Because you took damage. Okay. So you, you draw two cards off of that. You can draw two cards off of uh, Sammy's aura. And, like, yes, he's taking points of damage to do it, but, like, I run Bocors pretty much every game. So, like... It's not a bad model to just kind of like ping heal every once in a while when you get the tome trigger on the Bocor. And I know, I, I know, it's like it's like a steep price. But I mean, I mean four, you have to pay four. six. You have to pay a six on the flip. Oh, for the the condition removal. Well, to do all the things that you're talking about, because like you're gonna ping the damage. He's the only way for him to do damage is by attacking. And to attack, you literally have to flip a six. Well, no, what he's saying, though, is other models that are within three of him. Yes. When, when they draw a card. They draw a card. They can take a da- or sorry, he can take a damage for them to discard a card. Right. And then since you damaged a friendly whizbang model, you draw one and then right. you get to draw another one. So you're drawing two cards from right. that interaction. But, well, what I'm saying is that that interaction is going to happen even well, even without him having to take the damage. That's my point. No, no, not, no, not necessarily. The bow yeah. doesn't really have a way to damage itself or other models very smoothly. Oh, so you're talking specifically to things like that have surge. Sammy, so, the bow tracking. I now get the, it. The I, two big ones are the bow and Alphonse tracking. Uh, yeah, when Alphonse yeah, grows, he's got surge that he can probably cook in because you're going to give him glowy tokens for it. Correct. And so if you turn surge into good for a laugh, I think that's pretty valuable. Okay. You know, uh, especially and like I said, it mainly revolves around Wong. Two does not have the same level of card draw that right. Wong One has. He can give um, you the alpha that you want, but he won't draw you as many cards as two. So you're saying pay four points to do to be able to draw as many cards as. Okay, that makes sense. Right, uh, and like I said again, the condition removal does need a six. Mold of the others very situationally useful because yeah. he doesn't have the suit built yeah, in. Yeah, but really I, the big I problem. think being able to because obviously Olivia can do that as well, right? But. Um, having another instance, like if you know, like, oh, here's a crew, I'm going to probably get stunned or staggered and I don't want that. Um, it's a, it's good to have another model that can remove stuff if necessary. Yep. Yep. And like I said, in, in, insignificant is like, it seems really bad at first, but a lot of the times it can come into play, especially on something like cursed objects where that's um, like, you have a significant totem. You don't necessarily want to take more significant yeah. cheap stuff. Yeah. So because of that, you can turn just kind of say, oh, well, here's the backup assistant. And like I said, he's not an, he's not an every time food, you know, he's no. not the, not the best model in the world, but I do think that for four points, being able to turn on your ability to draw cards on different models, activations, like normally, yes, the surge trigger is like one card in, but being able to cycle cards out at the same time and activate Sammy's aura as much as possible can, can be very valuable. It does make the unpack a little bit more tight, Yes. So, because you need to be within three of him. But the nice thing with Sammy is that it's the model that draw, or t- it's the model that takes the damage that draws you the card. So he's always within range of himself. 
you know so that's your if as long as they're within six inches of each other and the backup was within three of the models of the surge at the time um you'll draw the card with surge you'll discard the drawn card and because he's within six of sammy you'll draw a, a new card off of his effect and a new card off of sammy's effect uh and like i said on models turns that don't normally do that like bert jepson is great because he can reckless and draw you a card it's just really it's really efficient really effective um and even on even sometimes when you do get sammy's effect you don't draw a good card right. so you just say oh you know what let's try it let's try again correct let's correct. try it He'll you know. just be like, stab myself. I just wish that... And for some of those models, sorry, Dixon, but it's okay. also, it's just an easy way to get out fast and glowy. Like, yeah. I was looking at it, and I'm just like, you're constantly, as a Wong crew, trying to keep it where it's like, you don't want a model to activate if it's not fast. So this is just another interaction that doesn't even have, like, you don't have to activate the backup assistant. He just needs to be in the area. Yep. Which yep. is kind of the good part that I've noticed with it. So... Two two things, honestly, just by, I don't know. I still, I'm not convinced, but you definitely have, have given me some it's points something, to like think about. It's something. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, two things that I I would say, and then and then I think your plan is actually solid. Is one, I wish, like like I said with the soul battery, I wish this model was two points, and two, I wish that that irreducible damage was instead any friendly whizbang model within three, not just him. Yeah. Because that way, he's actually useful. And yeah, he's insignificant. He's not going to actually do anything else. He's just an aura. So I think at that point, he's actually like, okay, you know what? I may Because then you can get in. fast to other more important stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I can see the argument like for one or the other. I think if he was two stones and he did that. Yeah. I mean, both. Good. But I see what you mean. No, no. But like, think about the fact that it's like, I don't think that by itself is going to make him like broken. I think he's just going to be like, all right, I think I'm going to buy him because I think I can, I can get the juice out of him because he still has to be within three inches of people, and he has, like, no defensive measures. Like, he, he has evasive. That's it. Uh, he does have Demise Expendable. He'll draw you a card when he dies. When he dies, he gives you a card. I, I mean, it's still, in, in my opinion, that's still in, in the same thing with a two-point model because uh, Bayou dudes get it. I forgot the name. Yeah, of Bayou Thank you. And then uh, rats do that, and like a whole bunch of two point models uh, that are insignificant do that. So yeah, perfectly fine. I agree. I agree with that. Um, I think if I think if they were dropped his points cost, they just yeah. leave the rules kind of like as they are. If they kept the points cost at four stones, then making it into a a, a more like efficient like glowy battery, so to speak. Um, That's exactly I, what I, I had in mind. Yeah. So I think we need to talk about probably the most important model. In the Whizbang category, which is Burt Jebson. This model is probably broken and probably needs to be nerfed. Uh, Take trouble. A, apparently, he used to be really good in 2E. Um, and and people apparently said, like, yeah, he needed to be tuned down. But mm -hmm. I actually like him decent. Like, he is fragile as all get out. But he will do the work if you don't address him because... He's just, he schemes, he's decent, got showboating, get the fast, get the glowy. Uh, his lucky knife's really good. I like stabbing scheme runners. Yep. And yeah, his gun's okay. I almost killed Serena Bowman with it one time. That was pretty cute. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I actually brought him in my zip crew. Uh, yeah, I, I love him. Yeah, no, like when I was playing Bayou, I played him in zip and I was like, maybe it's because he's Bayou and I had no other options. Because uh, I usually instead would have gotten Barbaros. 
he plays different. Like Barbaros is a tank, so I just like drop in the middle of enemy crew and go, you guys deal with that. But with this guy, he's a monster for scoring points. It's just like fly him on the sides, unload him into your enemy, and then they have to go back and get Yeah, Agile's huge too. It's insane. Like you can't just pin him down. He will just go away, shoot you in the face, and still drop a scheme because he can. Correct. Or if you try to like engage him to prevent him from going and getting that squishier models, he yep. if he's got glowy or a glowy or two and he's he's ready to cook in some crit strike, I mean he's gonna go hit you for a four, five, six. Exactly right. Yeah, I think that's a great point in the chat that if if he was a seven stone enforcer, I think he would see a lot more play. Yep. Yep. Eight stones, it gets a little pricey because think about it. The swine cursed are seven stones, and you could probably argue that they're a little better than Burt. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there's, there's definitely there's an argument to be made. I think yeah. the uh, self-sustainability of Reckless yeah. is really important. Right. Um, and then on top of that, his the fact that he's got a bit of a range game is, I think, is is worth noting. I mean, he's stat six across the board, so like he's, his gun's not to be like just totally laughed nope. off. It's it's pretty effective. And yep. even with Swine Cursed, if you have a glowy, you can push one of those Swine Cursed like what is it, nine inches or eight inches. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, because they're so, pigs now, so that's very helpful. Exactly. Yeah. This exactly. trigger is actually good for like a whole bunch of stuff. Also, I cheated because I, when I was playing him, I remember now that I moved um, Bo Peep. And yeah, just recently, sued. thanks to uh, Pete, I learned Bo Peep is not a pig, even though nope. she's clearly a pig. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, think, I think actually Bo Peep is the pig and the writer is somebody else. Okay, that's even worse. I think, I think that's actually how that... that <laughs> yeah, and I think if you, if you are... So let's say you are doing kind of like, I'm going to blast you Wong 2 style. Yes. Uh, I do think Bert fits better into that game plan because you can do, you know, what is it? Cursed warnings to do extra damage. So then backwater pepper box, you know, that's two, three, five with a blast. So you can do some cute things with that too. Yep, yep. If you're not playing against something with heart or wound, I'm assuming that's a that's a game plan that can win. It also works on something like uh, Alphonse's Sweeping Strike. Yeah. Oh, that's Ooh. not good. That is Oops, not good. Oops, mod. Here's four damage in a blast. Like, Take six in the chest and five on the... <laughs> oh, my the God. The guy behind him. Yeah. The guy behind him just like, what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> yeah, and there's... The, so that's kind of like the good range of models I think you want to bring with either version of... Uh, of Wong. Right. And I did talk with John about this, so I'm curious what Dixon thinks, but honestly, I think as a Whizbang player, everybody automatically thinks about the Pigapult, but I think it's the biggest trap in Whizbang. I think if you try to do the Pigapult game, you might catch some newer players with it or somebody who doesn't know Whizbang. Right. But I think generally speaking, you're not going to win very many games if you build around the pick a pole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I used to I used to catch, like you said, back when I started with Bayou, uh, I started playing just random casual games just to get, you know, good at the at the basic stuff. And I was playing the pick a pole pretty much in every keyword because I thought it was hilarious. And then I started playing against good players and it was like, oh, this model sucks. <laughs> what am I going to do now? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think the, so I think we talked about this a little bit. The one time I used the Pigapult successfully was with, uh, Ophelia one pre pre nerf Ophelia. So back when Francois was, uh, Francois mm -hmm. and, um, I used the Pigapult in that 
list specifically to drop both Francois and Ophelia exactly where I wanted them on the board unactivated yeah. and sure slow sucks but oh no those, those two models are so hard to like put down if you only have like a couple models left to activate on your opponent's side that like and ophelia with two ap you know if you're willing to spend the stones you can turn it into four ap after you've gotten her upgrades out yep. you know and she can just eliminate stuff very quickly yeah the only time i've done well with the pigapole is pretty much using that full load to either one, get Wong out of trouble. So like, Hey, they're starting to, you know, get in close on them, chuck them up the board or taxidermist there. I wish they were a little better because I think just with their, like how squishy they are and some of the other things that kind of cause problems with them. Like I like their skinning knife a lot, but Honestly, by the time you get them in there, you've already probably put two damage on them mm. because you want to give them fast before you slingshot them with the pigapult. That way they're not slow. They're just normal. I see. And then, so you have two good swings. I've killed some squishy models that way, but they usually just something else jumps on them and finishes them off. And that's it mm. for the taxi. Usually. Interesting. I will say that actually brings up an interesting point that I hadn't really previously considered was that with Bert Jebson, if you give him fast, uh, unactivated you can fling him yep. he'll gain slow go back to neutral and then he still is reckless to be yep. fast so yep. that's actually i think that's another selling point on bert over the taxidermist yeah um yep. for me for the same um, i will say they are the same uh, cost oracle yep. made a really good point about the pigapult and brewmaster where you can toss out akaname and then they can fast action drop schemes i kind of love that <laughs> yeah the, the pigapult is is versatile so if you have and a lot of gremlins are only size one so if you want to think about if you're the kind of weird player where you're like oh i like this janky kind of throw the model what 18 inches or whatever right that's something to think about but in specifically in whiz bang i think it's a trap in i mean i'm gonna say this in every keyword that I played, it was better than in Whispang in my experience. But again, I'm not a very good Whispang player because I, I all I did honestly was just spam as much uh, Shockwave and Blast because I thought you know that's the way to go. And and by the way, this is after the boss to the to the pigs and everything. I was just like, nah, man, I just gotta like force your opponent to continuously have to cheat, and then eventually I'm gonna win. That that just yeah. Yeah. You don't move. If you don't move, you don't win. Yeah. Agreed. Well, and that's the thing, right? These once again, these taxidermists are eight stones, and you have these swine curse that are seven stones, and they do a lot more work than, yeah. than that. And I, I do like that Seraph, I think, was talking about putting the upgrade that basically gives you bully. But now yes. you have a 10-stone minion, and they go down like a six-stone yeah. minion. Yes. Yeah, that that's a big one because their damage is barely a point worth a minion but their survivability is like a five or six stone minion yeah so actually i talked to some of my buddies about that potentiality because eight stone minions and bully are good friends um yeah. the big problem with it is is that yes being able to cook in your rams on top of having magical influence means that they can go to min four without needing the suit in hand but if you're spending 10 stones for a model that kills seven and lower models more effectively then is it worth the points well, and Probably. correct me if i'm wrong john are you are you out of the are you out of austin i'm out of austin yeah so i i think the houston and dallas folks tend to be a little 
fat stone heavy, like a lot of henchmen and high point models? Is your meta kind of the same? Um, I would say it kind of depends on like all of the players are very different in Austin. Sure. We don't have a huge. Well, meta Austin out is here. weird, right? I mean, but yeah, if anybody <laughs> knows Andre, Andre's out of Austin, and in my opinion, he's one of the best players in the states. Sure, in um, the world, probably. Yeah, definitely, definitely, like contention contender there. Um, mm-hmm. and he, I mean, he plays Nekima now. He's playing Nekima again, so. People are getting like the nom flashbacks. <laughs> I mean, he played Maxine Agassi one and she, he was doing great. Like, I don't know if he won any tournaments with her, but he was actually doing great with what I consider to be the worst master in X-Wars. So that's impressive in my opinion. Uh, and he, he was, he was able to look at things and activate like the thought process and like p- positioning necessary to make her work. Yeah. Order of but, activation. Yep. So, yeah, we. Uh, I know that I tend to run pretty, not necessarily elite, but I try to like, I try not to run less than like seven activations if I can help it. I mm. prefer to have a few more stones than like less stones. Um, although, like with something like Ma Tucket, I can kind of afford it with Soulstone Miners if I wanted to like spam those out, uh, you know, in Bayou specifically. But um, that's why one of the reasons why I struggle running Zoraida is because she doesn't have the totem. So like if you run a more elite list with Zoraida, she ends up being six models. Yes. And that's can just every model counts at that point that you yeah. lose. But I know that generally we the Texans are play a very aggressive play style for the most part. Yeah. Um, where it's kind of like go hard, try to determine who needs to be eliminated first and then go after that. Or like identify what your game plan is as soon as the game starts, and then just gun for it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, because I actually learned how to play against crews that are like the six model. Because uh, in the beginning, Nick Dub, he, you know, Nick Westbrook, he, he didn't play big or small lists. He was, you know, the average seven or eight models. But Andre, I played against him, and he was only six. Uh, there was another guy that played Misaki, and he was only playing like six models too. It was like, what the hell is happening? Why, why am I only playing against like like that's, small crews? That's kind of why I miss Bayou a lot because I feel like there's a lot of Bayou crews where you run pretty much like seven to nine is pretty standard. I right. very rarely, I think, like only some of my Zoraida lists that I'm thinking about playing are six, right? Um, but then she can summon models, so that kind of you know changes that. Yep. Uh, so I, I do agree. I like a good mix of models, but I would say that, I mean, you can't, if you are in a meta where it's like, okay, we are, pl- people are playing elite stuff. The bully thing doesn't work because like, okay, some stuff is going to be probably eight or higher. You're not going to see a lot of less than eight soul stones. That's right. true. It's true. Um, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still want the taxidermist to be buffed, yeah. but I have been able to use them effectively. Uh, without the the bully thingy, just randomly cooking, you know, they, uh, they do this have, corpse is a they, piggy. They do have like a high reward, but it's also high risk. Like, yeah, yeah. No, if no, you but put I, them in a bad situation, they're going to die. But I've been literally using them just to make piggies. Sure. And, and at that job, they were doing great. If I wanted them to go into combat, that was a bad idea. Also, yeah. I need to say something here because I feel like. I don't see this a lot with Bayou players. Okay. Flying piglets are not bad models. No, they're not. No, I don't know great. why. I I don't know why people are scared to hire them. I've hired them into a zip a ton. 
I I haven't hired them always into Whizbang because you can actually summon them in a couple instances. Uh, but they're Maybe good. They're, yeah. yeah, they're flying. They can go scheme. Yep. Uh, they have, once again, they're a pig, so they have a good demise. So it's like, okay, you kill them, they drop a scheme marker. Hooray. Yep. All right, my job with this uh, three-point model. Yeah, my job with this three to four-point model, I think it's a four-point, right? Uh, three. No, it's three. three. No, they're three. My it's God, even better. So cheap. Yeah, my job is literally to move him all the way across the midline. Oh, you killed him? He did his job because it was to drop a scheme marker anyway. Yeah. So uh, yeah, something I, funny that you can do with them is uh, if you have a low tome in hand, you can activate the flying piglet, charge one of your own guys, and then do the into space trigger. And then I think you mispronounced that. Oh, is it? Uh, what is it? Um, it's into space. Ah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm like scared to yell into my microphone. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be so loud. No, no, we we literally. Yeah, he makes mirrors bleed. People yeah, you're it. fine. <laughs> Um, so you can do it to your own guys. It's not yep. enemy locked. And then your opponent has to pick one of their models that it lands next to. And like, sure, if they kill it, then it drops a scheme marker. And then, hey, well, you didn't deal with that scheme marker. Set the trap. Yep. yep. Well, also, you could just unbury it next to, I don't know, a crappy totem that you just want to kill. Now, yep. I think your opponent does pick who it buries. He has to, to within oh. two inches. Yeah, he has to do, That's do it bad. within two inches of a model that they want. But, I mean, he also has bold over, which is yep. another trigger that will get you extra movement mm. so but the fact that he flies i think that's like my favorite thing about him oh yeah it's like he's well, five that's points. the thing is people are no he's three points and people are like do i want to waste an action on this right to just well, drop a scheme what i was gonna say is like he's a five point movement uh type of model in in a three-point body yeah because if you look at him he's like okay what are you supposed to do it's like just Go just, to a place and just die. Go, just go so chaos. <laughs> yeah, go find a good place. You know, it's kind of like an older dog, right? You just want to find a spot to just curl up and die. <laughs> yes. Even sometimes all you want to do is like just move up the board and throw out dazzling flourishes, yes. hoping for good flips. Because like if you just throw a slow on something, that can significantly change what your opponent was oh. going to do. And they still have showboating. So, I mean, like worst case scenario, you just cheat low card out of your hand. And draw a new miss, one. Draw yep. a new one. Yeah, there's actually a surprising amount of models lately that have like willpower five, so it's not impossible for this model to hit those elite models that are willpower five. I'm glad yeah. we're all on the same page here. Make the flying piglet great again. <laughs> you want to know who I think is actually uh, pretty in Wong one specifically, but maybe could have play in Wong two that I've been re grown very attached to recently is the lucky effigy. Okay, Ooh. just the plain Jane effigy. Nice. Um, the reason being is because Wong one. Once you start damaging your models, you don't necessarily want to be damaging them more. And kind of what the Lucky Effigy Aura allows you to do is when you're zapping your own stuff, you can say, I'm actually not going to relent and take the damage. I'm going to just cheat or uh, try to succeed on my, my duel. And when you do that, the Lucky Effigy can say, oh, you didn't get it this time? Eh, try again. Worst case, you cycle like two mins out of your deck. Best case, you pass on the, the second one and you yes. cycle the min out of your deck. Yes. You know? That's actually one of my favorite things about uh, Bayou 2 card. I miss that ability. I don't understand why they, it got nerfed so badly. Because they hate Somer. Somebody, I told you, somebody at Weird, I said this in the chat earlier, somebody either at Weird or a play test, tester hates Bayou and they don't want Bayou to have good things. Yeah, like it's gotten to the point that like sometimes I'm like looking at the models and going, wait, why? Why does he have this ability? For example, uh, the, the fucking Pigapult. 
Why does it give slow to models after they land? You know, it would be really good if it just dealt like a point of damage when they landed. And then Whizbang is like, I'll feel that thing every day of the week. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Also, like, you can actually have it on, on if it did that, which, by the way, I love that ability because it, it made me think about of, uh, the, the, what is it called, bug guys? The five point guys. Bugs. Lightning bugs. Because lightning bugs, they're bombs. If you load them up with, with glowy tokens, they, they blow up. So why don't you give them an ability that instead of getting one glowy token, they get two glowy tokens whenever they get hurt by a friendly model. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. I think there needs yeah. to be... It would be cool <laughs> if there was more de- demise ability. And I can't remember. One model might have it, but mm-hmm. I want to say like if you had a model die, like the glowy went to different models. like It explodes glowy everywhere. So do damage and then give glowy to every model within yeah, a certain like, range. I like, like that ability. Like, you know, demise, you know, glowy too. <laughs> you- oh, man. You know what it could be? It, could, it actually could make taxidermists, like, if they eroded it a little bit and added this, new, like, a new model that was, like, a glowy piglet, mm-hmm. where it's, like, a, literally just a walking glowy bomb. Not a bomb, so to speak, but it's more like a support piglet. That yeah, can, yeah, like, yeah. When it goes, it just blows up and gives, like, maybe glowy it does, Maybe it does, like, a pulse where it's, like, pulse out, take a test, or take glowy. Yep, yep, yep. Man, I like that. I like yeah. these. That'd I, be cool. Uh, I'm hoping because I've been. You could make praying. it like a nuclear looking pig, like it's glowing. <laughs> yep, yep. I've been praying <laughs> for like almost, what, two years now for buffs? It's just like, please, just buff a whole bunch of old models. That's it. Just well, buff them. <laughs> as somebody was saying, because the chat was like on fire earlier because they were like, stop talking about Bo before she gets nerfed. And it's like, the nerf list is way high. Like, there's a lot more priorities than Bo P. Yeah, there's like 17 models, I would say, before. And, and this is just on Bayou. I think there's 17 other models in Bayou that need a nerf before Bo P. <laughs> you think 17? It's an exaggeration, but I would not be shocked if I actually could find 17 other models that are just more powerful than her. Nice. Yeah, I, I think yeah. the the thing with Bo Peep is her splash ability. Yep. She is very splashable. Yes, exactly. She she can just go anywhere. I, I love that, but she is a versatile henchman, so I'm not shocked that she does that. Now, that being said, have you been paying attention to the Malifaux World Series at all, John? Uh, so I actually competed in the last tournament. The okay, ones. so yeah. you got to see the restrictions that they just put out? Mm-hmm. Tell me that's not hilarious that the Ballyhoo bucket got banned before Uncle Bog. I'm baffled by this. <laughs> Personally, uh, yes. And I, I think I talked to Andre a little bit about it because he's on the uh, World Series committee. But I don't remember exactly what we talked about in that regard. But I was just like, y'all really banned the Ballyhoo bucket, man? Right, right. Well, um, the Ballyhoo I- bucket has some bad matchups like... If you have any kind of armor-piercing irreducible, that thing sucks. Dude, Angler, in general, has yeah. bad matchups that do that, you know? Like, Cervantes being not able to do Cervantes things right. is tough. Yeah, uh, Hermits are more scared to take the hit into things, and that feels tough. Um, I think the Ballyhoo Bucket specifically, the reason that it's such like a... It's the kidnap. It's the kidnap. It's the That's Ogopogo. It. it just and feels bad. It's Ogopogo and I am the Hurricane. An 8-inch plus displacement is gnarly, though. Correct. Yeah, yeah. It's, For a bonus action. it's pretty crazy. My peacekeeper was like, "What is going on?" Yep. And it, it's, it, if it was hard to hit this, it also would be because, like, literally, it's a it's a feels bad. And that's a it. seven, right? Yeah, it's like a it's seven, seven. It can be from any puddle. Like, it's insane. There's only like two things I can defend against it. One is uh, laugh off, you know, and you know that kind of ability, like laugh off, plant the roots, yada yada yada. And the other one, the important one, is stealth. Because like literally, I did not think about that when I was actually doing it to a, a gentleman that was playing um, 
what's his face, uh, Marcus. And I was like, wait, Stellis is like, yeah, but I'm measuring it from the puddle, right? It's like, no, no, you're measuring it from your master. You just can do the, you know, target anybody that's within the puddle. I was like, oh, this sucks balls. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to uh, the whiz. Doesn't ignore loss in range. Does that count? I'm but sorry? yeah, back to whiz. Sorry, I think it ignores loss in range. Does that ignore stealth? Line of sight. Line of sight, Dixon. The line of sight. It, you know, I'm, I know. I'm trying to think about it. I think it, it. The line of sight is taken from the. It's still taken the, from the model, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you have to I target. It ignores yeah. ignores both of those. So I don't. I don't know. I think you're I, right. I think it does ignore. Actually, I I don't know why I have an iPad. But anyway, what what do no. you mean by that though? I I was thinking like, oh, does it get around stealth because of that or not? I don't think but it, it was more just a conjecture. I just don't. I I think you're right. So stealth does get. Yeah, because anytime you target, stealth says you can't be targeted. Correct. Further than Even six if you ignore away. line of sight. And you are right. right. It does ignore line of sight and range, but stealth doesn't care. Yeah. Yep. So back to Whizbang, though. Yes, I do, good stuff. I do want to talk about the strategies for what Whizbang prefers to see. I can see an argument probably for everything but cursed objects. I played cursed objects this morning against Dixon, and I didn't like it. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. Whizbang. But... Yep. I was going to actually, and this is an important thing. We're playing with two keywords. What would you put Whizbang then out of the strategies that you know of? Because he picked uh, Maw, but without Maw, just remove Maw. What other keyword would you put in to basically counteract whatever Whizbang is not good at? Hmm. Not, um, not Maw, because like, that's like the obvious one. What I find Whizbang to not be good at is... They don't. I feel like they don't get into like sustained fights very well, Correct. right? Um, and so, I mean, one of my favorite masters, even after the nerfs, is Brewmaster Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because Brewmaster Two is going to put out a bunch of poison for his models, but is also like they can kind of start spreading out a little bit more, uh, and they have the trusty flasks to kind of keep the fight going. Like especially if you're just like running a couple fermented river monks, right? Uh, reach gaming people is huge uh, but I mean I think that's also I have probably more games on Brewmaster 2 than I'm comfortable to say on camera <laughs> you know, uh, no no I, I feel the same thing because like when we were talking about it this morning since me and uh, Pete and I like to play Bayou as well I said Ma and Sarida because I, I have a lot of games with Sarida and I just feel very comfortable uh, and he <laughs> said Ma and, and Whispang and that's when you know whoa, whoa. this entire thing that's what, I, that's what I played but if I was if I went into a tournament where I could only pick two keywords, okay. it would be Maw and Zip. Tracking. Okay, okay. So that's my I, wheelhouse. I, I <laughs> get you, I get you, I get you. Yeah. But yeah, no, like that's the that's the thing. Cause like I wanna know then what would you throw Whizbang in then? So I think Whizbang does for sure, I think carve a path yeah. very well. Uh does it do it better than Ulix or Zoraida? It's up for debate. But yeah, they path well. I mean, I would like to play against him again, but he he locked it out seven six. I just could not deny him that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, I, I mean, I think honestly, Wizbang can they can even do cursed objects. But like you said, the reason that they don't feel great in cursed objects is because those models can go down if you play a little too aggressively. Right. Especially if you're taking like Bert, you have to consider that the Olivia is in fact significant. Yeah. So when you give that model a token, it's four did you deal four damage? Okay. Score yep. your point. Yeah, yep. got it. I was hunting her down literally. I hit her in the yeah. corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and something to keep in mind with that is that like if they do give Olivia a token and you're able to give her fast, like forcing her to like 
walk up to something that's already activated and handed a token. It's not the worst thing in the world, you know. Yep. It's not necessarily like what you want to be doing. So I think that's why cursed objects feels bad, especially like yeah. again, Bert Jebson. If you're if you're not playing passively enough, or like more of like a scalpel kind of position with him, yes, and he gets caught out, he he go, can go down very easily. But that being said, I still think because they are very killy, it's a very killy crew that like Alphonse can stay there with a cursed object token on him and just eat hits, eat hits, eat hits, and then yeah potentially like remove models away um, he took he took on my master he took on a uh, the blessed of december and he was about to take on the uh the golem and he was still alive yeah and i was like how the hell he was a two life but he was like just bearing that shit down yeah that dude, crazy. Will truck. that dude will truck as long as he's got uh glowy and healing but um i will say guard the stash and covert ops are a bit of kind of like they can be good. They can be bad. Um, okay. Like you said, one weakness is that with Swine Curse specifically, Willpower 4 means they're uh, vulnerable to lures, vulnerable to obeys, yeah. um, things that can displace them pretty easily. Pushes, like terror, terrorize and stuff. Well, I was going to say in Covert Ops, that's kind of the problem I noticed with Whizbang is it's a ton of zero and one inch melee or no melee. So it's really easy for people to engage you, but you not engage them. Which is another reason why Bo Peep. Yeah. I'm just mentioning it, because, not because I want her nerfed, but because she really shores up one of those weaknesses yep. for Whizbang. Yep. Um, and, and and she's relatively survivable because, like in your in your own keyboard, you have other models that move things around. Like for example, your Bokor, he still moves things around. And uh, we just joked about him. Uh, Bert Jepson, Bert Jepson can push your picks around. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, but I think really the key reasons that Whizbang is still very good at guard the stash and covert ops is because Alphonse has toss, and Sammy has glimpse the void. Good and God! Like again, like glimpse the void gets around bear or uh, laugh off. It gets yep. around mechanics that normally you wouldn't be able to move stuff off yep. of objectives with, and being able to say, "Nah, fuck that! I don't give a shit that you got a code." <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Planter roots is like my my fucking uh, bread and butter for like pretty much anything that has to do with scheming like that, and that's the main reason why I love Sarita, and she just gets around all that. She's just like, "No, get, get the hell out of here!" Oh, but I'm willpower seven. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if I just tag you once, just once, yep. one hit. You're now six. Matching. Yep. Yeah, you get, eight. <laughs> get three cracks at burying people. Feels pretty good. Oh, yeah, exactly. You get three chances, and every time you land, it's makes the TN even harder for them. Oh. So, like, so Sammy is just really good. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, Alphonse having the size four access and having the ability to um, toss things with three AP instead of two is is huge. Again, if you don't bring Laughoff into into Alphonse, he will control one of the two central objectives, and then Sammy will probably go wide to kind of deny on the other sides. Alphonse and Sammy deny the the points very well, and like yep. you said, with with the zero inch and one inch engages, it is tough. But Bo Peep kind of shores that up a little bit, mm -hmm. um, and you have the mobility with all of that fast AP to. I'm going to run over here with three. I'm going to run 15 inches across the board with a swine curse. Right. At the very least, I'm just going to go try to score where you didn't think I was going to score. Yeah. Like I said, I think the fact that most of your crew is just getting an extra action is what you need to make sure you're just really taking advantage of. Mm. And I, I think probably if I was going to be honest, and I think Dixon probably would agree after seeing it, Carve is probably his strongest, yes. uh, probably pool. 
I can see an argument for guard the stash and and covert being good, but I think Carve is by far the strongest, especially with a lot of the builds I like. Yeah, it's just anybody who has really efficient AP is good for Carve a path. If yep. you have ways to interact, walk, interact, or walk, action, interact. Yeah, and your whole action. crew does with Wong. Like even your totem can do that. So it that's why I think Carve's pretty good with Wong. I think. I don't know if I'd do it into corner because with the walking and the terrain on that Dixon and I played on was terrible. Yes. It had like these catwalks. So he had this stupid leaping model, like jumping down into my crap. Yep. And I tried puff of smoke Alphonse up there and then he threw Alphonse off. And I was just like, this is it awful. Was, yeah. I was going to say <laughs> it was, it was even more hilarious because while I was up there, it was like a hell in a cell match. The only model could actually even reach to touch my model was Alphonse. Yeah, no, somebody get Alphonse a ladder. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 and then he did. He literally teleported Alphonse to the top of the, of the thingy, and I was like, "All right, Alphonse, you haven't activated yet, so toss you off the edge." It was. It was like it was like Dixon was the Undertaker, and I was mankind, and he just yeeted me off the <laughs> off the Hell in a Cell. <laughs> Man, I'm like Alphonse is supposed to be doing the tossing. What is happening here? Oh, that's right, so dude. beautiful. <laughs> Oh man, he's yeah. like, I have never played against a blessed December. What is had, that I'd fucking model? That <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think I, I don't think I've played against Rasputin since second edition. Right, I don't the, think I've seen her in so long. Yeah, like I don't remember the reason why I stopped seeing Raspy. I recently I started playing against uh, against just random people with her, and every game I'm just like getting a little bit better and seeing the disgusting power. Uh, gentleman Brody, he he came into the podcast once to talk about Maxine. He played against me and he hit me for like eight damage with the Blessed December on my Pandora. I was like, what the, what, <laughs> what is happening here? It's disgusting. So like, uh, I honestly, I know why she's not in a competitive play now. I mean, Damien exists, but the fact that she can do the amount of damage and displacement that she can, if the meta wasn't as overtuned as it is right now, I think she'd be a great contender. Uh, and I think that kind of relates back to the uh, a point we made or, or you made earlier, Pete, about um, the Malifaux World Series bans. Um, I think some of their goals are to bring masters that aren't in that competitive space back up to being able to be played. Because yeah. in a lot of ways right now, the game feels like at a competitive level, not necessarily at a casual level. And right. I think it's still very healthy at a casual level, unless like people are just out to be dicks. But like if... At the competitive level, it's like, oh, uh, there's going to be like three people playing Damien because they yeah. want to win uh, a major GT or something. Yeah. And that's going to be a hard sell for a lot of people to want to go play into, especially if like their favorite master is someone like, as you said, like with Rasputina, yep. or if you're playing like some of the Neverborn masters are not in the best places right now. But you there's know? literally four masters that get played. Uh, one, Two of them are just titles, really. Uh, and on top of that, Harrison Fraudsham exists. And because of Fraudsham, it's like, like, lists are stupid, uh, simplified to the point that there's no creativity. Yeah. And I, if I was going to give a hot take, I think Fraudsham's a bit overrated. I, I think, I think that is a hot take. I think that's like, it's very hot, hot actually. The, the reason I think it's a hot take is because I think that for eight stones in Arcanist specifically, they mm -hmm. like to have keyword synergies. Um, so like, for example, I know that I played against, uh, a Damien two with fraud sham and I think he ran two gearlings or maybe it was only one, okay. you know, 
And it just felt so ex- like unnecessary because if he had just ran Bellaventine and another Soulstone Gammon, I would right. have felt significantly worse. I think but, that the Gearlings are unnecessary. I think both the Gearlings and Harris are unnecessary. It's just fraudulent by himself. I, I think fraudulent like is is like good, but fundamentally you're spending eight stones for a model that is giving you a pass token and is giving you uh, the ability to kind of out of activation get focus. Yep. Which and move two models. And move two models, and the path. I think that's really the power that Frodsham brings is when a path token gets expended. Yes, it does. That that, that, that interaction yep. is pretty good. But I don't. I just I don't think he's as necessary as like I don't think he's as busted OP necessarily. But maybe I haven't seen him enough on the table. I've seen him in a few games I've played, and I just there was never a time where I was like, oh man, yeah. this model's well, way. Well, and I think that uh, I think also the re- this is kind of the reason I wanted to talk about Wong because I think honestly. Against uh, if you play Wong against Damien, you're probably getting smoked. I don't think you can even outrun him if you wanted to. Hmm. Um, but Wong is good enough where if you wanted to play in a tournament, I, you're not going to win a tournament soloing Wong, but you could play him into Carve and you know a certain a certain pool that we'll talk about the schemes here in a second where he can win those games. And I don't think he's great a lot of times at denial, which is, I think one of his weaknesses, but I think if you let Wong go and do his thing, he can outscore you for sure. Yes. Yes. I will say, um, it's just kind of a final point about, uh, the power level of the game right now. When Andre was doing, he had, he went on a crusade of Damien. Yes. Uh, where he, he, he swept LVO and he swept, uh, captain con with Damien too. Um, and, when we were playing in the beginning, the infancy of his crusade, he really was one, the one who put me on and sold me to Wong. So shout out to Andre for that. Um, and he thinks that Wong played properly, has a, a, the ability to at least put up a fight into Damien. If for no other reason than tossing Swinecurst into his back line makes Damien very sad. It's pretty funny, but that is true. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about because I, I just kind of mentioned like, hey, he's good at like running up the score when he needs to. Mm-hmm. So what schemes are really strong with the Wong? I think both versions of Wong can do relatively well at scheme oriented pools. Like so, for example, like you mentioned with Sabotage and with Wong 1 being able to um, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, two markers down where you don't want them to be. So Sabotage set the trap even uh set the traps a little bit more finicky because of it starts at the beginning of the, yeah. the next turn Correct. but um with wong too being able to say oh you're you're playing someone like sonia who wants to stand on top of a pyre marker being able to say no pyre marker you're now a scheme marker and that. deal with it you know i also think catch and release is really good for them uh because the swine cursed are so good at kind of pushing the mosh pit around because of heroic intervention yep so I think that's a really good one for them to do. And if you get enough glowy out, they're pretty hard to put down. So I think that's pseudo safe. And if they don't kill them, you probably get the second point. They also get like a 15 point move at the end of the turn to just engage whoever they need to. Like I've seen it. You've done it. I've I've done it. Like the swankers are just incredibly good because you can hurt them outside of activation and just be the last activation to get the point. Yep. Yeah, and then after that, you can just like get out of combat and put them back into your deployment zone, and you heal them back up to full, and all of a sudden they're immortal god slay monsters if you actually decide to come into them. And toss also again plays really into that kind of game plan as well, where also you can true. just 
throw your models exactly where you need them to be at the end of a turn. And, yep. you know, um, you don't necessarily want to be playing that tight, but I mean, you, you can do it. Yep. Um, a friendly I, PSA about Toss, because apparently people don't know this. Toss is up to 10. It is not 10 inches. I thought it was just the full-blown 10. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not alone. I actually asked that question, and it was like, apparently people think it's 10. I think the reason that is is because it has very specific wording about bumping into terrain. Yeah. Do you take damage? Because So I think a lot of people kind of assume that it's always going to be 10, because like, if you're not going to bump into terrain, you wouldn't do it. You right. know? Yeah. You would, and so like, yeah, you, I, I push nine and a half inches. So I don't bump into this wall, uh, when I push my friendly models, but, um, when you're tossing enemy models, that kind of comes more into play. Uh, but yeah, no, it's absolutely just up to 10. It's really nice. Yeah. I would say with whiz bang, I'm not a fan of the only vendetta I like with whiz bang is probably Sammy. Uh, cause Sammy can usually ping some damage there to kind of get the vendetta point And then hopefully you kill the model. Um, but besides Sammy, I'm not a huge fan of that, uh, assassinate. Honestly, sometimes it's, it's hard to kill stuff with whiz bang, depending on the matchup. I'm not a huge fan of it because even though you're fast, you're still on foot and yes, you have tosses and movement, but sometimes I don't know. I just feel like the terrain makes it hard for whiz bang to get around the board sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I agree to that completely. I mean, it's kind of funny because like the best times I've seen Whispang do to murder is when already the fight started and then they can start picking and choosing when they, they go <laughs> I in. I did smash Zoraida for like six damage with a swine cursed. Exactly right. <laughs> Actually, 10 damage. He smacked the shit out of an old lady for 10 damage. I just want to point that out. Oh, good. Hey, if I see if I see some old uh, old lady down the street, uh, Casting some magic spells at me, and I'm, you know, I'm a swine curse. I'm gonna assume it's a bruja, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. <laughs> John's like, I'm not yeah. baking her any pie. I'm smashing. Which, which, which? Yeah. Any, but can like, you help me cross the street? No, no. <laughs> murder. Just, just no. Her. Nobody <laughs> has pity for Zariah. That is for sure. <laughs> Nobody has. Yeah, Nick. Nice right. combo with fries. The only reason I don't feel bad about playing Zariah is because I'm playing her title and. Madness of Malifaux has gotten kind of bananas, so I don't feel as bad anymore. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean that the amount of card draw that you draw with the second one is is to the point that it can't compete with the newer models. It's kind of hilarious to think about it that way. Yeah, yeah. Also, she the fact a bit that, more finesse, but yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, she also has a point and click uh, stun, which also screws things like um, what's his face, um, Damien, because Damien relies a lot on his uh, like I want to say more than fifty percent of Damien's damage is also related to his uh, triggers. Is that yes? Yeah. Uh, in a way, yeah, yeah. It's it's the the com- like combining that severe injury into um, what is it? Blast markers. You know what I'm trying to say. I he believe. Yeah, no, 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 I get it. It's like I, the healing and the and the severe injury and the blasting. Yeah. I I also say that leave your marks pretty good, especially with Wong One, because if your opponent shows it, you can go ahead and bla- or launch into space their marker and then have one of yours drop down your marker. I mean, you can literally just say easily. It's like, all right, what what schemes require schemes? Let's see. Oh, no, he he's he great. is a scheme Lee. marker master, Monster. I believe. I, I know, but like that's why I just wanted to go down the list of all the ones that and have schemes. I will like, say, I think in Bayou, he might be the best at all of that. Uh, well, he's not expect- the best at breakthrough. Not the best at breakthrough, I would say. So here's why I think, and to kind of go back to the leave your mark point. Right. Do keep in mind that with uh, his trigger on in, into space, uh, it will or um, yeah, you don't the the action. God, 
brain. Um, I believe yeah. it keeps the marker in control of the person who yeah. dropped it. So like if you remove an enemy ski marker with it, it will still remain an enemy ski marker yeah. when you drop it. Yeah. Um, I say you get to pick where it goes. Oh, I see. Yeah. You do get to pick where it goes. So you can just be like yonder. Yeah. Get over the zone. Go in that corner. But like, okay, so I, I'm gonna say it, and you tell me if it's good or not. Breakthrough. Is he good at breakthrough? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think the, the reason the reason I think he's good at breakthrough oh. is because of his, the models that are fast and the yeah. and again same action. You just say I'm gonna turn this one ski marker into two ski markers in your deployment zone. You have to go answer two of these, and I have a bunch of models with fast that can just if just I run need them up to, in there. Yep. Yep, and if you have a somehow a flying pig still alive, they can turn into another ski marker on death. It's hilarious. Uh, Vendetta. Vendetta, I agree. Uh, Sammy being seven stones is good no for that. No shit, really. Uh, <laughs> and then um, same thing with Bo Peep. Okay, but I okay. think Bo Peep is a good Vendetta model. She's got Stampede. She's got Rampage. She's got uh, races on free damage pings. Like she has ways to deal damage without needing to flip cards, and Holy that makes crap. her good for that. What about leave your well leave your mark? You said yes. Sabotage. You said yes. Hidden martyrs. Hidden martyrs. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, you have models that your opponent will pick want Olivia to and something else. Okay. Pick Olivia or pick. You could even pick something like Bo Peep and your Bo Core, which is one that I do commonly. Olivia and Alphonse. And you could take, pick Olivia yeah. and Alphonse. You yeah. know, it's like you know, and, and with hidden martyrs in the pool, they may not consider going after Olivia because of that. That's a true point. I forgot about the, the Olivia. <laughs> Why is Olivia points. charging my mechanical rider? <laughs> right? Well, she, oh, because so she's got two glowy and she's going to cook in that ow my eye triggers for a yes, min sir. three stat four attack, baby. Let's go. Hilarity for charity, man. Uh, okay, so you said assassinate? No. Yeah. Catch and release? Yes. Because catch and release, they're actually fairly good at that. Spread yeah, them out? Hell yes. uh, spread, spread them out. I think it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like the winning combination, probably. Uh, spread them out and, and like sabotage or something like that. Uh, load them up. What about load them load up? Them, load them up is a, in a similar vein, especially if you're taking the, the the flying piglets because they do drop more ski markers when they die. Okay. One thing to keep in mind with load them up is that you don't pick up the markers whenever you declare the first point. Oh. You know, I missed that like for a year. So and then a you half. keep them for breakthrough or for uh, spread them out. Correct. Holy you can keep crap. you can keep them on the board. You can declare spread them out later, and then you can catch your opponents off guard. Something like that. I mean, that that just surprised me right now because I didn't know that that was a thing. And most of the AP you're going to be using for that is going to be like just oh, I have an extra AP because my model's fast. I'll drop a scheme marker on the yeah. other side of the board. Okay. And, like they have action efficiency to make that happen. So basically, load them up. Okay. So so far, the winning combination is. Cash, I mean, um, uh, Jesus Christ, I just said it. Spread them out and load them up. That seems to be like, I can guarantee four points off of this. So I think I prefer, with with Wong specifically, I prefer Sabotage. Okay. um, Because you'll usually pick a piece of terrain that your opponent doesn't want to go contest. Okay. And you can just drop them, like, basically right on top of each other. Yep. And Um, it can be on the deployment zone at that point, because, like, they're going to have to leave the deployment zone. But you can threaten all of those schemes very effectively. I think right. relying too much on with load them up and breakthrough specific or uh, spread them out specifically. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, you can get your opponent with a gotcha. But if somebody's running like a, like if you see Euripides two, mm. like goodbye to all of your scheme markers. They are 12, now ice 12 pillars. cups of coffee. Yeah, yeah I was going to say uh, there's a few models that have what's it called the the pissing thingy that twelve cups have. Uh, mark territory. Uh, yeah, mark territory. So yeah. mark territory is on a few bees, if I remember correctly, and there's got to be a few models I have it. I know okay. Kojo's got it. Uh, 
Right. Old major. Old major. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So public demonstration is that possible? It's a tough one. I, I never. I never pick it. I've never anybody. seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it be like a good pick. The one keyword I run it in is brewmaster because you can just take three fermented river monks and then <laughs> stop okay. me from scoring it. <laughs> so now, okay, so now you you convinced me to start looking into more brewmaster too because I I kind of gave up on him after the nerfs. I'm sorry. I, he he did get nerfed. I, there's no ifs ands or buts about it. But um, <laughs> being able to drop, being able to push three models with your shockwave just kind of I mean, changes his changes his play style a little bit more than what it used to be. It's okay. not as so, focused on. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, John. No, I was just going to finish by saying he's not as focused on loading up his uh, his crew with poison mm-hmm. as he was before, but he does play like this hyper aggressively, like uh, just like go kill stuff and like bounce pinball machine effect with butterfly jump, where you can just like drop your poison and just keep pinging stuff. It's 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 actually pretty interesting. So I will say, I looking at this now, it might not be terrible to take your two swine cursed and take public demo and just say, Hey, let's meet at the quarterback and hang out by the, uh, by the opponent posing master. Interesting. So because the first point is you just have to have what chosen models within three in line of sight of an enemy master or henchman, right. higher cost and neither chosen model has to have been replaced. Yeah. Right. Let's you be, you could do it. And then you just take your third model has to be like Olivia, but I mean, Oh no. Or Bokor. But you put that below anything that is dropping schemes near something, right? Yeah. And with public demo, the reason that you have to use Livia is because I think the total of the It's 18, yeah. 18, yeah. Okay, fair. Yep, you're right. What about, uh, I mean, set the trap you said uh, it is difficult, but it is doable, correct? Difficult, yeah. The reason it's doable is mostly because of flying piglets. Um, Again, because of Wong's scheme drop, that's the one that puts them right next to the enemy. So if they're going to react to it, they're going to react to it immediately. Yeah. And then I think the last one was secret meetup, secret meetup. I don't know. I mean, you can, I don't know if Wong, unless you're going to toss your opponent, I guess you could do that. Like to toss them into the area. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly it. It's like, you have enough mobility tricks. You could probably make it work, but I'm so bad at secret meetup. I don't, I think it's too big brain for me. Like, you know, I'm just like, ah, what model do I pick to put next to what piece of terrain? Yep. Did I mismeasure a piece of terrain? It's too close to somebody's deployment zone. Like yep. shit. I don't know. I mean, you can do it in guard the stash. I've actually, it's been done to me, uh, especially when you can move things around. I forgot who it was, but they, they did like something like kind of like off the path. To push my model into base to base with another model, and then end of turn they're like, "Okay, secret meetup." And I'm like, "How in the world? I feel like I sh- I lost the game, even if I win." <laughs> Have I told you about this model named Bo Peep that just can just do it, man? Yeah, she- no, she's insane. She's just like whip, get over here. I I yeah. don't. So I don't. And since we got the schemes and strats down, I think we kind of can probably talk a little bit more about her before we start wrapping this thing up. But there's several things that Bo Peep just does. First off, the race is on is just good for one unpacking, but it's great in Whizbang because she goes through models with the trigger that lets her then do a point of damage to your models, which then does gives you fast, gives you glowy, draws a card. Yep. So that happens. And then also she charges something. So maybe you charge and then you do hogwash slosh onto your own models or your opponent, but your own models to then catapult them two inches around Bo Peep. So like you do that with Alphonse because it's not 
there's no size limitation. Nope. And just the extra mobility damage, getting fast, getting, you know, glowy, just really makes Bo Peep a really solid model in Whizbang. Absolutely. Just need a random mask or a stone, and you basically. Well, on the charge, it's cooked. Yeah, on the charge, it's cooked in, though. Yeah, it's like basically seven inches actually on movement, something similar to that. Yeah, because it's your base size plus her base size plus two inches away from her. So to answer Nick's question, he asked if Bo Peep's a crutch in Bayou. I actually think she can be, but I think for Whizbang, I think I would probably almost always bring her uh, just because she helps up so much with like the unpack and the damage and stuff. However, I don't usually bring her with zip. I usually don't bring her with, I can bring her with Maw, but sometimes depending on how I'm feeling, I don't play her. Right. Yeah. Uh, but there are a lot of crews where if you're, especially if you're feeling like you're getting clunky with your unpack, she just helps clean it up. Yeah. So I think that's why a lot of Bayou players like her. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if crutch would be the right word for that. Um, she's very good for seven stones, yes. like incredibly good. And like you were saying, she cleans up your unpack, but also um, when you don't have like an effective scheme runner, sometimes like having access to something like Bo Peep is just really handy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, like, Brewmaster does have fast models, and so you don't necessarily need to, and especially uh, you don't necessarily need all the help with your unpack, but sometimes you just want a model that can kind of go off to the wings and do some interesting things. Uh, and with Ma Tucket, I kind of like that she can charge stuff and slap it into pit traps. Yes. That's my favorite thing to do with Bo Peep and Ma, dude. It's just, oh, you're next to a pit trap, and I'm next to a pit trap? <laughs> I actually I, yeah. I actually think when... Uh... When John and I played, we we both had Bo Peep, and I think my Bo Peep actually slammed his into a pit trap. The funny thing about her is like the reason why I don't think that she's OP in any way, shape, or form. She dies like very easily, and her damage is almost non-existent. Yeah, it's two, two, three. Yeah, her her support is just so good because it makes everything in your crew basically do what you want them to do better. That's it. A fantastic support piece. Is yeah, great. And, and then she it. has her eight inch aura. If you do damage, then you heal one or two hit points, which in Whizbang, yep. once again, is really good because you're pinging yourself. Correct. Yeah, exactly. So I, that was a great question. I don't think she fits in every Bayou list, though. If you just so I think you could and it wouldn't be bad, but there's a lot of times more efficient models in keyword that maybe does it better. Um, like I said, in Zip, I don't even look at her in Zip. I would rather bring uh, Bo Fishbacher. I would rather bring my keyword stuff. And I think Zip works fine. Yep. Uh, fine without that. You know, I actually had a really fun Zip list that uh, I packed Alphonse and Mancha yeah. together as that a tag seemed... team duo. Dude. There you go. Yeah, that was fun. Being that... able to t- toss Mancha Roja up the board makes, made me feel very happy. Yep. It's kind of funny because like, if you give the upgrade that makes them bigger on the Skeeters, Skeeters can't fly those fly two. with me. Yep. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yes, it makes oh. the, it, it makes the skeeter expensive, but at the same time, it's like just air dropping Mancha <laughs> or Alphonse into somebody. <laughs> just, yep, yep. It's super uh, gross, honestly. Yeah. Like I, these I, Amazon I, drones oof. are getting crazy, dude. <laughs> so they are, man, and you know they are they got gremlins on them and stuff, but. So I want, I want to get two kind of things real quick before we pack this thing up. So Dixon, so now that you've seen Wong kind of updated, not Wong one, but two, uh, I mean, are you less impressed, more impressed? Like, what do you think about it now that you've seen it kind of played out a little bit? I'm more impressed because like I said, it's like I played Sarita two on Carpet Path multiple times and to a success. 
And against you, it felt like I was locked at six points. I was like, literally, it's like, which normally that would win me a game. Six points is really good. Yeah. But I didn't have the damage or the mobility to catch up to you, to actually deny you two points for me to win. So that's yeah. insane, in my opinion. It's like, well, uh, I mean, granted, it's not automatic. Uh, like, you know, you, you put the the thing in automatically gives you the win. You, Pete, had to, like, actually play it out correctly, which congratulations kudos dude like that shit was impressive yeah and i think it's just and i was impressed with it after i was started figuring it out um because i threw sammy to kind of once again block your uh your bad juju to stop him from like running into the middle of like my squishier stuff yep because sammy's a henchman she gets shielding when you attack her yep uh so i wasn't too worried about it i was like i got stones so i can i can take this for about a turn and a half Yep. And then that allowed me to get my other stuff down a flank to threaten the first mate. And the first mate was like, whoa, I can't take two swine cursed and Alphonse and Bo Peep. I need to get out of here. I quickly had to like teleport out of the way and go start scheming automatically. The swine curse could actually kill. That's a, one of the few models that could kill the first mate. You hit me for moderate damage and I had to stone because yeah. like. I was like, oh, I only have nine health. And well, there's no way for me to prevent If you butterfly jump out, they just charge you again. And if you are still engaging them, they just heroic intervention and then punch you. That, so I was going to say, you don't even have to charge me. You have heroic intervention, which yep. may potentially give you a shield or two, which what the crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just think that I was impressed with that. Uh, right. I, I knew the swine curse would make and Alphonse was already good. And I think now that the swine curse are better, hmm. it takes the pressure off of Alphonse where you can't just focus him down. Cause that was my problem with Wong is people always focus down Alphonse right. and then the rest of your stuff wasn't good enough to win you the game. Yep. Yep. And, and I like the idea that you said, John, by the way, about tossing lightning bugs. So if they ever actually introduce that damage thingy. Yeah. Uh, I would like to introduce that also into like, I don't know, curse objects or something like that. I don't know. What would you recommend at that point? If they could do damage. Are you talking about with lightning bugs specifically or just Any, anything in the crew that you like, if you could actually do more damage with the list, what would you like? What would you want? I would probably, if I was going for pure damage, I right. would look at things like, honestly, like I would spend four points on and it doesn't make them tankier, but like it makes them a lot more scary. Is inferiority complex on swine cursed? No kidding. I mean, think about it, man. They got the free walk essentially if they got fast, so they get they basically turn their three AP into four AP, you know. And then getting that additional focus can like turn yeah. their two, four, five into a much scarier damage track. Yeah, that moderate is horrifying, especially if you're hitting yeah. it with like an onslaught. Yeah, yeah. So, John, what would you say? If you could sell somebody on Wong, so if there's somebody who's like likes the Bayou, but let's be honest, I think most Bayou players will say Wong is the worst master, uh, except for Somer. I think people. I think we would all agree right now. I think Somer one is is in a bad spot. Somer one's in a bad yeah. spot right Summer now. Somer two is not even that much better. But yeah. I, I do agree, and I actually. I think there's an argument to be made for my opinion that I think Brewmaster one also is in a very bad spot right sure. now. Yes. Um, I don't think that's actually I think, very I think if you rank the whole keyword, I can see an argument for Somer because now that he got nerfed, his summons and stuff are just bad. Correct. So I can see that, but Wong's definitely a close second if that's the case. I agree. I think, I think a lot of people consider Wong 
bottom tier for Bayou. And I think the reason that I argue against that is because um, all that fast AP is good. It's like just universally is good. Yep. He's got good ability to card draw. He's got models in keyword that are fantastic models out of keyword. Yep. You know what I mean? Like Sammy is an auto hire in kin. You know, and yep. she doesn't necessarily even mesh that well with Kin. Not as I'm well, like, no. I'm not, not as this well. close to saying Sammy is auto including Sarita, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. She no, loses. It's, she's, it's the, not a the, joke, Pete. Like, no, she's good. No, no, I get it. <laughs> she loses some of the synergy that she has with uh, with Whizbang and Kin because her draw specifically targets that. But, right. I mean, having an extra source of Jinx is good. Um, But, like, Alphonse, great model. Swinecursed, great model. Like we have all these models that are good in Whizbang, and it's like, how can this keyword be bad? Yeah. And I think, I think at the end of the day, what is the key to playing Wong effectively, like or like, like optimally, I guess is a better way to say it, is not focusing as much on the self-damaging aspect yeah, and okay. looking at it from the perspective of what am I converting these wounds into resource-wise? Am I turning one point of damage into fast, glowy, a card, and like potentially some movement? Am I turning, or am I just getting like a glowy out because they're already fast? Which kind of goes back to like the lucky effigy is why that's kind of useful for handing out glowy without having to damage your models further. Yep. Um, and analyzing like, because both Wongs are very, like, I think have play. Uh, like I said, I think Wong 1 supports his keyword better, but I think Wong 2 has, like, some very interesting mechanics that, like, let you list build a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, and I will say, like, Explosive Solutions is a bit of a bait, but is still, like, a very strong action with pyrotechnics. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's like, it should be at the, the like, you. it's a check. It's like, okay, should I? No. Okay, what else can I do? Right, like things with serene continents, but also that also have like squishy models and keyword, like yep. or t easy to hit models might be a better way to say it. Yep. Is like, like for example, guard where you can the just like dispatcher. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> fuck the dispatcher. Yes. Like, <laughs> go get them. I mean, that's, <laughs> uh, uh, one of the things that I, I I've learned not to do is engage a a whispering model before your master goes because your master all of a sudden becomes like godlike powerful if the whispering model is engaging me it's like oh shit don't do that <laughs> like being able to remove all negatives to hit is is a is a big deal yeah it's um, stupid good it's like it yeah. literally there's so many negative like friendly fire there's concealment there's serene countenance ma uh, manipulative like there's so many right so again, the key takeaways I think with Whizbang is like they have a lot of very like fundamentally very good things that feel still very by you. They still feel <laughs> super by you. You know what I mean? Where it's like it's a little bit chaotic, it's a little bit like self-inflicted like benefit, right? But if you try to dump like all of your resources and damage into Wong himself in either version, uh, I don't think Wong one can carry. The, like the table damage wise off of shockwaves and i don't know that wong too with a like even with all the blast markers he puts out i think some of his better actions are like you said switch or ruin enchanting magics where you're supporting your yep. keyword and you're making these models that are very good like so very good you're sounding as if you don't want people to focus on master activation in a way, yes. Okay. You still want to because you still want to optimize his activation to be supportive. Right. But the way to think about Wong, in my opinion, is he's kind of like a cleric with a shotgun. Yeah. Like hmm. he's he's got this like really powerful ability to keep his crew alive and topped off with the resources and like give them cards. But he's also got like 
the potential to put out a lot of damage, but that's not what you should necessarily look to first with Wong. Right. Like Alphonse can smack things for a three, four, six, three times. And that's just like good. Sammy, her jinx is super versatile in its application and very powerful. Um, Bert Jepsen, very fast. Like I, he's a scalpel, like laser cutter. Like if you need him to kind of go to a specific point, you get him there and then you charge what doesn't want to be charged and you kill yep. it. Um, but the gun too, like if you have the severes in hand to do it, five damage is not a joke. It's not a joke. No, not a joke at all. And um, I mean, he's got a clockwork grenade if you really need to put some more AOE out. But at the end of the day, he's reckless. He's running up the board. Um, and then uh, Swinecurster, Swinecurster, man, like Swinecurster, yep. some of the some of the best models. They are for, for cost. I, I mean, I said that as a joke before, but like I used to say, they are carrying the keyword. Uh, but no, like they're they're just a solid tool. I they're think Fonts is carrying the keyword more than the uh, Swine Curse are. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. With that adjustment to the Swine Curse, it now makes it where if you want to bring two of them in Alphonse, that's a great start to any list if that's just where you want to build it from. Yep. And you have to worry about the Swine Curse because they can just one punch things. They can, you know, their triggers are amazing. So if you don't deal with them before they get rolling, they can really break your line. Exactly. Absolutely. Especially again, because like you mentioned, the Alphonse to swine curse combo is Alphonse is going to send those unactivated fast swine curse up the board. Yep. They're and he has gonna... two, two hands to toss two pigs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And now with the changes to the, uh, the core rules, you can choose to fail a toss uh, defense tool. So, like, if they don't already have fast or, like, something hit them for slow, you can just toss them into a wall and give them fast again. Yeah, they take two points of damage. Yep, but I've done that. Maybe you flip that tear off a bite and you heal it right back up. Maybe Bo Peep's in range. Maybe the Bocor heals him back up, you know? They have so many ways to do that. He literally did that to me on our game with Sarita. He literally chucked a... I, I forgot what it was, but he did chuck something into a wall specifically to trigger a card draw. Oh, it, it was uh, Gurley. You actually chucked the... Sammy. Uh, Sammy. He chucked Sammy into a crate, triggered her card draw, drew a card, and gave her glow at the same time. I was like, ah, oh, crap. This is going to end <laughs> poorly. Because <laughs> I, I kept... Yeah, throughout the entire game, one of the things that I like to do uh, is to try to wear down your hand mm-hmm. so that then I can start just like activating random things to make you pay, basically. Which is where like Pete says, like, Dixon... Why is it that like you activate and all of a sudden like these models you know like go do random horrible shit to me and I'm like I I don't know Pete what do you think I'm trying to... it's it's just not it's I'm trying to make his gang hand go away so I can do things I can't do that with Whispang as long as Sammy's alive at least she's a very threatening seven point model yep well it's not even the damage or any of that it's her card draw it's annoying <laughs> yes that too like just being able to once per turn here I did. Card. I did fake Dixon out because I activated Sammy and I started putting, I put three injured on bad juju and Dixon thought I was going to try to bury him, but I was like, no, Dixon has like four cards. He probably kept a high one. He's willpower like seven. So, but I made it look like, cause I had the swine cursed and Alphonse like right around the corner. So I was like, I think Dixon's thinking I'm setting them up to come in and punch bad juju, but I knew that was a tra- trap. It's like, Unless you can ignore demise or you just have a ridiculous amount of damage coming in, it's better to just go score points doing something else. Yeah, and I asked us like, the squishiest thing in this entire mess of models that I that he has surrounding a bad juju. 
So I started smacking her. She survived with like two wounds. And then he activated his master. And all of a sudden she was full health again and like eight inches away from anything that could actually hurt her. It was so fucking annoying. <laughs> so yeah, no, I think Wong too really, really has that play there because of what he can do Correct. for his crew. Yeah, I definitely want to try Wong 1 out because I do like the idea of just puking out massive amounts of glowy. Dude, so much glowy. Like, dude, you're not going to know what to do with it. Like, once you kind of figure out that unpack, that initial phase, like, you, if you look at it from the scope of, like, you have models with the glow specifically that you want to draw glowy off of and models that you don't, if you're, pull, like, early game, you're only going to pull, like, four glowy off at a time, like, you know, um, and you'll leave it all on Alphonse and the Swine Cursed if you can. But you pull off four, you draw two cards, and you heal back up, right? And you put two more glowy out just for your bonus, you know, because of that. Because yeah, you always, 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 always want the crow trigger. You okay. always want the trigger. Okay. Um, because it literally heals back damage that you did, and it puts out an additional glowy. Because now, your friendly whizbang models, like, if you spent three AP just fizzapping, right? You're going to give three three glowy to your swine cursed Alphonse and uh, the other swine cursed, and then you the glow. They're at five glowy apiece, just going off of that, and back to almost full health, not including a bowcore activation. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm gonna it's have to give good. that a try. Yeah, it's it takes a little bit of getting used to, kind of like the unpack and like optimizing it, but it's really good. I like it. All right, well, I think we're gonna leave it there, John. I I know you're not. Uh, I, I don't know. You might have some stuff on the side there. Do you have anything specific you want to you want to plug wise? Uh, you know, I. Uh, I definitely, I'll, def- I'll plug the Texas GT, man. You had a good time when you came out, right? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, we're going to do it again in October, I'm pretty sure. I don't know the exact date. Um, that's more of a, a Doug thing. But as time comes on and we start kind of cementing a date, uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, other than that, like, yeah, I don't got nothing specific that I would be partaking in. I was going to make a YouTube channel a while back, but life kind of got in the way of that uh, a bit. So yeah, we're still it, figuring things it's out. It's actually but. October 13th through the 15th is when when the dates are. Perfect. So yeah, so that's, that would be my biggest plug is like anybody who's interested in playing Malifaux, uh, Doug, uh, Doug Bowman is one of the best like tournament runners that I've ever met. He's yep. an amazing uh, Paragon for the community, mm. and he runs a hell of a GT. The new the Dragon's Lair out in Houston is a is a big space, has a tavern. Um, although if it gets busy, just don't you know. Sometimes the wait can be a little bit long for some stuff. Although beers will definitely keep rolling in. You oh, know, hell yeah. yeah. Oh so. my favorite my favorite thing was there was at least two times where I I was playing my opponent and some kind of things happened. I was like, hey, let's go grab a beer. It's like I need I need to I need to think this out a minute and go yeah. grab a beer, come back. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I will say. Something that's cool. Yeah, you definitely got to do the Texas GT if you come to the States. But something else that is cool is that I'm moving back to the Midwest. So I'm like, I've been having people hit me up with like, cool, you know, we run events at this place, you know, this place in, you know, Missouri, this place in Iowa and all this stuff. So I'm like, I'm just that it's kind of funny because there's some areas here in the Southeast, but I it's. I don't know. People can speak to this, but I think it's easier to travel and get around in the Midwest. It's more kind of like just straight highways and Correct. less, yeah. less deep city driving. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to see, we're going to see you more often, Pete. Yeah. For better I, or for I would worse, say right? so. There's like a happy medium. And honestly, I think Texas just hits it. I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 
Yep. So I think we'll leave it there though. Thanks for coming on again, John. Oh, dude, thank you for having me. It's really been, it's like an honor, it's an honor to be here. That's so Hey, cool. hey so, we're just normal people here. I mean, we're I mean, <laughs> more than happy to have you back. Shoot, All right. Hey, but until, you, until next time, make sure that you guys are flipping cards, flipping tables, and we'll see y'all later. Uh,